Hello, everybody. Welcome to RPGCast, episode 290 for the week of December 14th, 2013. I'm your host, Chris Privitz, here, here with RP Gamer's weekly update for the news, the feedback, all that crazy RPG stuff that you can only get here because nobody else cares enough about them, apparently. It's a very sad thing. Well, let's start off with uh, introducing who else is on the show with me. First off, from the great state of California, I've got Emmanuel Marino. See, even in the post-apocalypse, California still exists. It's true. The NCR. The NCR. Um, speaking of uh, foreign, co- uh, speaking of bad transitions, next is my wife, Anna Marie Privetier. Yeah, you got my last name right. I, it's, seriously, it's a podcast habit. Anna Marie Newfield. How many years of doing that? Uh, it took me a while to stop calling you Whitehead. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. I want to go back and listen to some of those episodes and see how many times I made fun of you for. No, you probably should. Uh-huh. Uh, hi, everybody. How you doing this week? I'm good. Okay. I had a little bit of a stomach bug this morning. And um, then parlayed it into weird dreams of Justin Bieber singing me Hobbit rock songs. They're so, taking the Hobbit to Isengard. Is, what does that say about you, though? No, the the chorus was King Under the Mountain. Um, um, yeah. Okay. It was really dumb. But really, Justin Bieber? Yeah, Justin Bieber. That means you're exposed to him in some way that he's even in your mind. Uh, right. Um, I was watching All I Want for Christmas is You videos by Mariah Carey, and she did one that's a duet with her and Justin Bieber. Isn't it like a 50-year gap between those two? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> All I want for Christmas is no Bieber. I don't know. What should we do? Oh, we should talk about video games, shouldn't we? All I know is that Anne Frank were alive today. She'd be a believer. No. No, he said that, didn't he? Yeah. Ah. Oh, man. On behalf of all Canadians, I apologize for his sorry ass. Yeah, and what have you done to to uh, make up for Celine Dion lately? Um, you know, you know what? You a... can have her, and we just don't want her back. You guys inflict a lot of pain on us. You do. First, call me maybe Justin Bieber, Celine Dion. Well, she, call me maybe was the la- last of all those, I think. But <laughs> hey, call me maybe actually wasn't that popular in Canada. That's the irony of it all. Yeah, if you guys had liked it more, maybe we wouldn't have had to deal with it. Um, we had to have an entire Backstreet uh, Boys album before you guys did. It's just so there. Wait, there's, they're Canadian too? No, they're American, but they decided to launch in um, Canada and the UK to gain some momentum. Uh, and a pre-show before the real show? Yeah, like, um, we got Backstreet's back. All and, right. Um, that was your first album in the U.S. All right. In fact, I'm not even sure you guys had that as a like music video single until after two or three of their other songs. Yeah, they were out of order. Anyways, you're out of order, Anna. This whole world is out of order. Enough about boy bands. So uh, let's talk about what we've been playing. I will go first. I have not been playing Assassin's Creed 4 because Gran Turismo 6 came out. And it's been taking all my time. <laughs> and I really like that game because I like racing in cars that go over them. I um, have a panda. I have an 8-6. Anda has the car from Initial D, and she's very happy about that. Initialize. 
I bought my Lancer Evo, which is one of the cars I'd love to own in uh, real life, and tuned it all the way up to the point where I can't drive it anymore because there's too much power. <laughs> and now I'm stuck somewhere in International A or B, and I can't pass my test to the next level. So I'm grinding credits to get some uh, better stuff. Um, let's see. We don't have any car people here, so I'm not sure how deep I should get into Gran Turismo criticism, but... Oh. I think Forza Horizon is awesome. It is. And I think Burnout Paradise is awesome. They are. This is not like those games. <laughs> so you would probably not like it. Let's do you see. go in circles? You do go in circles a lot. You have to take corners very slowly. Um, very technical courses, a lot of them, um, which is not the same as how you would drive an open world game, which is built for very smooth curves. So now i got to ask you. So yeah. among a lot of critics, among a lot of like hardcore racing console people, Forza is the new king, Forza. And they've taken the crown. Um, microtransactions with the latest disaster aside, but, you know, Forza 3, Forza 4 Motorsport. Well, yeah, Forza 3 and Forza 4 were the new king among people, but now Forza 5 versus GT6, I think it's pretty clear that most people are preferring GT6. Oh, I don't even care about that. I mean, oh, okay. I'm, well, I, mean I, I know people think that. But it's still the same generation. You could easily pick up a copy of a couple of yeah. these things. Don't change that much. Does it really yeah. matter that you don't have the 2015 concept car? Ah, uh, does it? I wouldn't say that these things don't change that much. They, yeah, completely different. Oh physics no, no, models yeah, in GT6. yeah, yeah, yeah. GT6 basically took everything that everyone hated about GT5 and made it uh, better. Um, many things. I wouldn't say everything, but okay. yeah, like for example, the menus are usable now, right. <laughs> which That's is a, nice a big deal. <laughs> So does this take the crown though from like Forza from Forza Four? I'm not the guy to make that call. I think okay. both games are really fun to play. Yeah, we don't have an X bone to play with. No, I have Forza Four, Anna. I don't no, have the Forza newest 5. one. Yeah, Forza Five, I can't compare it to. But Forza you know, the 4? funny thing is, I think even a lot of Forza fans are just sort of pushing aside the latest Forza. Uh, honestly, I've been approaching GT Six very differently than any other racing game. I'm actually trying to learn how to drive properly in it. And one of the things I like about GT, especially GT6, is there's a lot of help for new drivers, and they have all the license tests, and which are, of course, in all the GT games, pretty much. Um, and those teach you, like, how to not drive wrong, um, which is very easy to do, because if you're used to arcade racing, where it's, you know, accelerate all the time, cut corners on the tracks, uh, bump into people to get around them, uh, that's not what you want to do in, like, real racing, and mostly not what you want to do in a Gran Turismo game. I um, like bouncing on people. Well, some of that you want to do, but if you do it too much, you spin around in circles and then you don't get anywhere. Yeah, that's um, true. So I've been trying to actually learn how to play these games legitimately, and that's been really fun. So that's, of course, coloring my experience very differently than, than any of the previous technical racers like Forza 3, Forza 4, Forza 2, GT5, any of the other ones I've played. So um, I've really been enjoying doing that right, and I feel like I'm busting through skill challenges and just like, learning properly so that's been really fun to do i like the line on the road <laughs> that's been in there for a while um okay. i haven't played a gran turismo game before i think forza introduced that or some other game and then forza stole it but um yeah they uh you said forza introduced it and then forza stole it um i think forza introduced it or they are the first between forza and gt to introduce oh, okay. it i um, misunderstood what you were saying yeah there. thank you for clarifying yeah because i've you know how it is, like, oh, that came first in Forza, and then someone will correct you, like, no, actually, Project Gotham Racing had that in 2000. I don't care. As long as they, <laughs> games take from other games, as long as they take the best parts and improve on it. 
Well, yes. here's the thing. They made the line stupid, but I think both games did it. So, so now the line, instead of just being green for accelerate, yellow for slow down, caution, and red for brake, like it was in like the older it's forces. It's red and blue and gray. No. No, it isn't. It's blue for accelerate, light gray, which is barely distinguishable from blue unless for coast, and red for braking. Okay. And then Forza's fives, I just had described to me the other day, which is kind of that system, except it's like blue, yellow, green, and red. Like, what? I don't even know. And it doesn't make sense the way you'd think it would make sense. So, anyway. Whatever. Instead of making it easy, they made it weird. But um, the rest of the game is really... That's a pet peeve, I guess. I shouldn't complain about that that much. But that's kind of dumb. Um, I haven't seen any um, DLC issues. So here's, I may, should make a comment about microtransactions in GT6 since, you know, they technically have them. You can buy credits just like you can in Forza 5. Um, cars don't cost that many credits in general until you get to the super high-end machines. Uh, the prices seem the same as they were in GT5. So that's good. It doesn't look like they raise the prices to have more microtransaction income. Um, but... Some people were saying it's really easy to get a million credits. I do not have a million credits yet, but maybe it's because I keep putting stuff into my car, but I don't know how long you're supposed to play to get a million credits and feel like, oh, that didn't take long, Um, because it would be hours of play at my level, hours and hours. Um, So I don't know um, if that gets easier later on. Hopefully it does. And then microtransactions would be like, why the heck would you spend money on that? (laughs) Because it's dumb. You could just earn it in-game, which is what my plan is. Um, Did you see Jeff Rubenstein was talking about all the updates they're adding to Forza 5? No. Uh, didn't I, he say a lot of stuff like... Oh, I forget. Never mind. Go ahead. I was just saying like, there's a big up? patch. I didn't really get too much into it, but apparently they're trying to fix the economy and a lot of the complaints people had. Yeah, and so far the the only fix to the economy was a Black Friday sale. I don't know if the patch is actually out yet, though. Is I don't it? think so, and I think people okay. got distracted by that. So hopefully there's more to come on that front. I'll have to say. But you'd think it wouldn't need a big patch to change prices. Well, it's just more than prices. It's like the whole system about unlocking stuff. Hmm. You know, that you can buy a car pack, but then even after you buy the car pack, you still have to have the credits to unlock them. That kind of stuff. Okay. I don't know. I didn't read it. Like, I don't care. <laughs> I'm just asking you. Right. I'm playing Devil's Questioner. Hmm. Uh, I yeah, I don't know. I I didn't see. I don't have Forza Five, so I don't care. It doesn't matter that much to me. I've got I've got GT Six. My decision was easy between the two, so I've been playing that and been enjoying it. Um, in addition to that, I've been really getting back into Final Fantasy Fourteen via the console. I think I mentioned this last week, but I've still been grinding away. Um, I'm level thirty two now. Um, so I'm not grinding particularly fast. Thank you, Gran Turismo 6. But um, really, I still really like playing that game in the living room. And I think it's a completely different experience than at the PC, um, which is weird since it's the same game. <laughs> that's how. That's exactly how I felt about uh, Diablo 3 and why there's such a disconnect between mm-hmm. having a controller in my hand and sitting down versus being in front of a computer and playing it like that. I think 14 is more of a lean-back experience, at least while leveling. Now, maybe raiding and dungeons would be different, but at least while leveling, that's how I feel. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, the the lean forward experience of Diablo 3 is definitely what I would 
say is my default for that. Though I had fun playing that on the couch too. But I know you disagree. So, um, oh, um, <clears throat> I want to ask. So, uh, big holiday events? Are you taking part in any of those? Are there any? Well, every you know, even Star Trek Online has a holiday Christmas event, and you won't believe the the, the setup for it. Okay. okay so, all right. All right. Tell me about it. Okay. So, um, you know, Q, that trickster. He's decided to bring Christmas that crazy to crazy everyone in the universe. So he snapped his fingers, and now every city and every space station has tinsel and Christmas trees and oh, presents goodness. and holiday festival ball because Q decided it would be fun. Okay. That's really dumb. <laughs> That's literally the premise. That doesn't seem like something that would happen in any Star Trek writing, but Okay. Okay, so so there's tinsel. Is that the event? There's tinsel? No, it's Winter Wonderland. And snow on Romulus. But that doesn't exist anymore, so Romulus, Romulan colonies. Yay. Elves. Because Q. Huh. <sighs> Elves cause Q. But yes, holiday events, Final Fantasy fourteen. Oh, okay. Um, so I don't know yet what the fourteen events are, but I know I was confused about something. I thought patch two point one for fourteen was coming out in April twenty fourteen. That's when the PlayStation four version's coming out. The mm-hmm. the patch two point one's coming out on the December seventeenth, Anna. Oh, okay. Um <laughs> I was totally wrong about that. <laughs> I thought that was way too far away. <laughs> so, the only event I'm aware of right now, Manny, and we'll get to this in the news, is a Final Fantasy XI event. Yeah, um, Lightning Returns is done. It was done on the 7th. But isn't there a holiday event for 14? Um, that's what Manny's asking. I don't know when it is. I don't is. think so. Really? Like every MMO, that's what you do. It's, it's Christmas time. Throw up some trees. Well, unless you're 14 and you're still trying to finish developing your game. <laughs> I don't know. I, I can't find anything. Um, yeah. And Wolf is naming our our new our new racing podcast in the uh, in the chat room. No, no, we can't have a racing podcast till we have F, wait, FPS gamer. FPS gamer. You don't want to do Ridge Racercast? No. Okay. Hey, uh, who cares? Tazarai's <laughs> dead. He's not dead. Bill Gates killed them like during Black Friday. We all know this. What are you talking about? You never finished Black talk- Friday Wonder did you? No, we need to. Anna, we need to go finish Black Friday Boo. Huh? That South Park episode we were watching. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it was a three-part trilogy. Uh, let's see. Holiday, holiday, holiday. Anyway. All right, I can't find any info about a holiday. Where would you go to for info about that, Anna? Mm-hmm. I go to MMO Champion, but don't they only cover WoW? No. No. Okay. It's <laughs> a radio. long, long pause there, Anna. All right. So I, we also played, Anna and I started playing Ibn Ab on PSN. <laughs> Ibn Absur Ab. Yes, Ibn Ab. So it is a two-player, and it's cool because two-player is the first option in the menu. Um, over one player, but it's a two-player co-op puzzle game where you, one of you is Ib, one of you is Ab, and basically have the same abilities, but you have to work together to get 
through puzzles involving jumping, um, involving gravity changes, uh, where one of you needs to be on one side of the world and one of you on the other. Um, watch a trailer, you'll understand it pretty pretty quickly. But what's going on? But it's really fun and cute. And 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 does, what do you think, Anna? Yeah. Okay. Anna's insightful commentary. Yep. Yeah. The end. Mm-hmm. <laughs> when you were saying that name, I was I, I thought I was like, is this an Arabic game? Is it about like a an Arabic philosopher? No, Even no, Ob? you're two little blobs, and you have to navigate Ib the world. Ib and Ob. Yeah. Figure that out later. I B B and Ob. Cool, cool, cool. So we should play more of that today. And my goodness, I don't think I've been on since before Thanksgiving. And I've just played and beat a ton of games. So I beat Pokemon X. Yay. And I played and beat Zelda A Link Between Worlds. Oh, that's such mm. a good game. Yay. Fantastic. How long did it take you to get through minute. that? Um, 15 hours? It's not bad. Ooh, no, it was, the, would, it was the perfect length. Honestly, you wouldn't want it any longer. Okay. And I mean, I actually didn't do... I did 80 of the 100 collectibles. So it would probably be another 90 minutes or so to get those last 20. So, I mean, it's a 15 to 20 hour game. I think it very comfortably sits in that range. And I mean, honestly, like I said... You really wouldn't want it any longer. It's just a perfect length. And it's Sounds got good. a big, big spoiler at the end. For the whole series? No. It's that trope. What was the trope, Chris? What does the trope say? Huh? What does the trope say? No, no. It was that thing. It was like... Wow. So many Zeldas. Thanks, what was Chris. that? Oh, you know, Link Doge? No. Um, it was that it was guaranteed you were going to be my enemy or something like that. Many Triforce. I hate you. I don't know what you're talking about. As soon as I told you who the final boss was. Oh, curse your sudden but inevitable betrayal. Yes, that was it. (laughs) Okay. So yeah, that's the end of that game. To a T. But you see it coming like a million miles away. But um, yeah, it's just it's a really nice length, and I really enjoyed it. And the rental system is great; I really like it. Um, yeah, I don't think I have anything bad to say about it. It was just really, really good. I was once I got into it, I was completely locked onto it. Like Chris was like trying to beg me to do something else, and no way, nothing happened. I have confirmed from a chat room I'm in that does. Full of Final Fantasy fourteen players, there are no Final Fantasy fourteen holiday events. I'm pretty sure there's a ton canceled. of Final Fantasy eleven holiday events. <laughs> Subscription cancelled. Subscription cancelled. Hey, Simon, what are you get <laughs> We're having computer We're having a cat issue this morning. First cat, it was Sophie, and then it was so. Simon. So and then I also played and beat my very first Skylanders game. Woohoo! Oh my god, you She's she's played all of them. I, but I haven't beaten any of them. Yeah. So she finally sat down and beat one. Well, no, here's the thing that's really cool about the new Giants game on the three DS. Number one, the in game Swap models, Force, you mean? Or sorry, Swap Force, Swap Force. Number one, the in game models actually look like the toys. It doesn't like that in the PS4. So I have like the newest stealth elf that actually looks like a little ninja 
it's got like a different face mask and stuff. And in the PS4 version, it just looks like the old Stealth Elf, like the same Stealth Elf we've had for three generations. In the 3DS one, it actually looks like the new one where she's got like the black face mask on. So that was nice. And the other cool thing about the 3DS version is you scan it in, you're done. You never have to rescan the toy. You never have to swap, you know, it back onto the portal unless you're going to put the data back onto the um, toy. What you need to do for um, yeah, Lightcore Drobot. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. For the like five that I used when I was playing. And that was the other thing I decided to do is instead of trying to use like all of my toys, I decided to stick to basically one swapper and then one per element. And that helped streamline my gameplay. So the cool thing is, is once you scan in the toy, all you got to do is tap the bottom screen and you can pull up any toy that you've scanned in before. It's not like that in any of the other 3DS games. And it's certainly not like that in the console games. That would be really nice. Like imagine the if the Wii U game let you do that and you could just click on the bottom screen and pull up the new toy, that would be rad. I really want them to do that. That kind of breaks the point of the game, though, is... No. Uh, you still need know. the toy to scan in. So, yeah. Um, liked it, liked it, liked it. That was also a 15 to 20 hour game. And it just... It had levels that were shorter but more intense than the console version. That was also appreciated. And yeah, other than that, um, I got back into World of Warcraft. Wait, wait, do I hear a cat purring? Yeah. Oh, sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, you're very good at that, Manny. I figured you were doing it on purpose because you were bored with what I was saying. I'm just trying to show off Simon to the camera. No. The people who come to the live chat room, which you can do too, rpgamer.com slash live every Saturday at 9 a.m. Pacific, noon Eastern, um, like to watch the cats. So It's Catterday. Yeah, so I got back into World of Warcraft. I decided that I wanted to play a tank, so I rolled a death knight on a friend server. And tanking in the 60s sucks. Because people are idiots. And... Well, the 60s was kind of a crap decade to begin with, right? <laughs> oh, are you kidding me? So much not, better than the 70s. That's oh, quite what yeah, I mean. Right. <laughs> you guys are both goobers. Yeah. Tanking. It goes 60s, 60. 80s, skip the 90s, and then we can forget about the rest of forever. <laughs> well, then what happened to the 70s? <sighs> there was that crappy TV show. Oh, that right. That 70s right. show, you mm-hmm. know, uh, yep, yep. 227. And now we have that 80s show eventually with Meet the Goldbergs or whatever? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there's, yeah, there's an 80s equivalent, but... Um... No, I was actually talking about a 70s TV show. Yeah. I don't remember so... A little too black for you guys, I guess. Oh, um, okay, sorry. No, no, there was something called That 70s Show, right? Yeah, but that's no, what I was making was a joke. About. Oh, okay. A bad Bernie Mac. It was talking about actual TV shows. Okay, my bad. From the 70s. Oh, wow, Okay. Yeah, I think no, we're just joking. like a couple of years too young for Meet the Goldbergs. What's Meet the Goldbergs? It's that '70s show for '80s people. It's all oh. '80s references the whole show long. It's just you know a why show that, that '70s show worked in the though? '80s. No, why? it's because there wasn't a lot of. I think for our generation, there wasn't a lot of iconic '70s things that they could pull out of, that they can pull out. But because the '80s is full of iconic stuff, you know that that one song that you know, that one movie, that one thing shows that take place in the '80s feel too tempted to be like, "Here's the episode where we go see Predator. Here's the episode where we do that thing from Devo. Here's that episode from where that '70s show." Even though I didn't like that show, it was just a TV show, 
that happened to be set in the 70s. Yeah, I think Meet the Goldbergs is more the stuff that you don't like, where it's like an episode about predators and it's an episode about high tops and et cetera. Et cetera. Remember that crazy thing from the 80s with the rapping grannies? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I think that's what the Goldbergs is. Which so is funny because that 70 like show is just like, honestly, with like a few big exceptions, like maybe they'll have like a kiss episode. Mm-hmm. It really was just about the people who happened to be in the 70s and they smoked, <laughs> they did a lot of drugs. Yeah, no, Goldbergs isn't like that at all, which I think maybe is why I don't like it. I've seen a couple. I don't know. I thought the the we've seen some stuff, and it just looked like um, overdone. Yeah. But we thought it was funny what little we saw, and no, was like, I, that's enough. I um I recorded a couple of episodes. Oh, and I did watched you? Them and, okay. Yeah. Mm. No. Yeah. It's we're too young. Well, I mean, we would identify with the with the kid. Yeah. The young brother. And that's it. Especially since he's a video game nerd. Yeah. So when we have a uh, meet the '90s or something like yeah, that, yeah, we'd probably be I better at that. Picture what a '90s TV show would be. I it think would it would be very much like the '70s. What it would? <laughs> no, it would be like the '70s show. Mm. Maybe some people would be really into Appetite for Destruction, the new Guns N' Roses album or something, and they'd be like, "Hey, man, you got a new PlayStation? That's pretty awesome. Yeah. Have you heard of Crash Bandicoot? <laughs> it's pretty cool. Yeah. Dude, Crash man, Bandicoot the 90s is pretty are a cool. Blur. I don't even remember them. I played a lot of video games. There's a lot of episodes of Full House, right? Yep. Um, Final Fantasy VI. Yeah. So, Super Nintendo. Nintendo. Basically, yeah, all my years of the 90s went into my Super Nintendo. So yeah. there you go. Same thing here. You know what's and, a good and, throwback and a to the 90s? Of PlayStation. What's a good Try throwback? playing San Andreas, GTA San Andreas, and you'll realize, like, oh, yeah, I guess this was a thing in the 90s. <laughs> what, and GTA? Like, oh, or, yeah, GTA or, San Andreas. Or the stuff in GTA. No, GTA San Andreas takes place in the early 90s. Oh, okay. So they lit up that 90s nostalgia. So when, so you may not remember all that stuff. There's 90s playing. nostalgia. <laughs> hey, they did that. Remember VH1? I love yeah, the 80s. They I did love, an I love the 90s. I know. They did an I love the everything. They did, they did an I love the 2000s while it was like still 08. <laughs> like it was 2006. They said I love the 2000s. So terrible. Need more episodes. <laughs> Goodness. Oh, oh, VH1's terrible. Oh, uh, but speaking of the 80s, really this thing. is a wonderful um, transition. Yes, speaking of the 80s. Because I've been playing the 80s Personified. Huh, um, is that hmm. like... Far Cry 3, Blood Dragon. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's what I was hoping you'd say. The best RPG of the year, Far Cry 3, Blood Dragon. It's not an RPG. We Straight up, it, it is oh, 100% an RPG. Uh, you yeah. kill, you do missions, you get experience points, and you level up, and you get new skills. That's sweet. It's... Kind of Grand Theft Auto with more RPG thrown in and less torture and hookers. Well, except and it, plus it's a first-person shooter. <laughs> well, okay, that's more like Mass Effect. It, it's like we, uh, there's a review on the site for Far Cry Three because you know they have the big skill tree system and everything you do, you get experience mm-hmm. points. This one though, because it's a much shorter game, it's um you don't choose your abilities when you level up. It's just it's more linear. You level up, you get this ability, which works better on the shorter, smaller structure. What this game is. Okay. So this isn't an expansion. It's a standalone expansion. Oh, okay. How uh, does that work then? Remember how I always just say about um, with a Bioshock to uh, Minerva's Den, that if you're going to play anything of Bioshock to make it Minerva's Den. Yeah. And that game suffered. The problem with Minerva's Den we suffered was a standalone expansion, like Far Cry Three Blood Dragons, because Minerva's Den. Whoa, whoa, Manny's whoa, breaking up Manny completely. Go? Is that us? Hello? Hello. Manny, where'd you go? Oh. Hello. 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 Broke him. I didn't break him. 
Shield's broken. Here, let me put the here, let me put the call on hold and take it back. Let's see, hold. <laughs> Resume. Hello, Manny. Hello. There. Oh. Can you maybe talk? Not. Let me be right back. Hello. Okay. You be right back, Ben. He's gonna be right back, people. I don't know where he went. Yeah, so he's talking about uh, Far Cry Three, which yeah, Far Cry Three Blood Cra- Blood Dragon, which I-, I think the analogy is actually really good because a lot of people are like, hey, <laughs> if you just want a really condensed Far Cry Three experience, <laughs> boom, right here, <laughs> full of action all the time and dinosaurs with lasers. Many actions. Hmm. Many actions. Many actions. Yes. Let's see. Try to ring him. Uh, Hello. Hi, Manny. Yeah. How do I sound? You sound okay. Okay, only okay. Only okay, but we can hear you, which is a all major right, improvement. <laughs> one second. Turn off all your porn downloads. Let's see. I swear I only did that once. You're on WoW right now. You should probably get off. Mm-hmm. Okay, so where was I? Where oh, I wow, off? that sounds great. Yeah, you okay. sound much better now. <laughs> you yeah, were talking about oh yeah everything internet related. Everything internet related just stopped, came to ah, a close. Beautiful. So you were talking about how, like Minerva's Den, uh, Blood Gra- Dragon is kind of the condensed Far-, Far Cry Three experience and gets you all you need, right? Yeah, if if Minerva Den was a was standalone the way Far Cry Three Blood Dragon is, a lot more people would have played it and enjoy it. So yeah. I can easily recommend Blood Dragon. If you don't play Far Cry Three, you can still play Blood Dragon. It's a solid experience. It's short. It's like maybe like six hours, but uh, it is full of the A's, laser beams, GI Joe, Predator re- references. All of the guns are named after like various '80s movies. What? Like like uh, like the handgun is uh is the AJM. Alex J Murphy is basically the RoboCop gun. Ah, oh, nice. The shotgun is called the Galleria 1991, which is a reference to uh, Terminator. You know the gun he takes out in Terminator 2? No. At the Galleria, the roses? I don't remember that. Oh, you guys are terrible. See, I wouldn't give any of those references. Oh, it's wow. a little too much, though, sometimes. Like, yeah. uh, they got, what's his name? They got, what's his name from Terminator 1? Remember Kyle Reese? I've never seen Terminator 1. What? I've only seen T2 and, and, and on, except for Rebirth or whatever that stupid one was. Okay. Sorry. Is that the one where he's old? No, it's the one that doesn't have Arnold Schwarzenegger in it. <laughs> what? There's a Terminator without Arnold Schwarzenegger in it? Yeah. Yeah, there is. It was um It's got Batman Dark... in it. Not Wait. Batman. What? Christian It's not Batman. Christian whatever. Oh yeah, you're right. It is Christian Bale. <laughs> yeah, it's Batman. <laughs> that was the one where it's good good for Batman you. Oh, wait, yes, it has Batman in it. <laughs> yeah, well, there's two. There's uh yeah, there's the one with Christian Bale Sorry, and there's the one I just scared my cat away. Was Sam Worthington? Was Sam Weatherston? Sam Worthington? Maybe I don't know. Sam Worthington. Worthington. Salvation. Right. Terminator is one of those movie series that they've just done such weird things to the story that I think it ruins trying to get into the early stuff again for me. It's like, Which oh one? yeah, now I know that doesn't matter. So what's the point of that plot point? Oh no no! Don't even think about it like that. That's like saying Alien, like the first Alien, is a worse movie because Alien Four Resurrection exists. I don't. I haven't seen Resurrection or Alien. 
I've only seen Aliens, actually. You're the worst, man. You're the worst. But Aliens is good. And Alien is not? I don't know. I haven't seen it. Oh, my goodness. That's more of a horror movie. Oh, my goodness. Oh. Ah. Anyway, back to my 80s nostalgia. So they got the guy who plays Kyle Reese. I can't remember his name off the top of my head. Some Maybe somebody will drop it in the chat. Oh, Michael Bean. Thank you, Stray. So they got Michael Bean in there. Um, he does a lot of the voice acting because you're a cyber commando. And you're... <laughs> it's, the, it's the most, like, uh, trite plot. But they... It's a little strange, though, because uh, there's stuff in the game that they like to make fun of, but they still make you do it. Like, uh, they, they make you do this really crappy tutorial, and the whole time Michael Bean's saying, Oh, I hate you. Why are you making me do this? Oh. It's like, and, like, the tutorial's like, Now you can press A to jump. Look around to... Like, we use the stick to look up and down. You can walk. Jumping is an action that... You know, all this stuff, but they still yeah. make you go through the tutorial. So, you know, it's one thing to make fun of it, but it's another thing to make fun of it and still make you do it. So, like, there's, like, a bunch of collectibles all over the world. And, like, you're collecting TVs and VHS tapes. And, you know, like, in each VHS tape has, like, a little description, you know, of, like, a crappy 80s movie or something. Fake crappy 80s movie. And basically, every time he collects all these, like, at least I don't have to collect feathers. Whoever thought I should collect this stuff, I'm going to beat their brains in. <laughs> at least I'm not collecting flags. And I'm, like, the whole time I'm hearing this is, like... Does Michael Bean has no idea what collecting feathers or collecting flags even means? You know what I'm saying? Oh, I know what you're saying. So I gotta take some of it away because it's just like this guy has no idea what he's saying. I could just imagine him literally in the in the booth saying, "You want me to say what? It's a paycheck, <laughs> a paycheck whatever." Okay, flags. What the hell is that? So and they go, "Oh, there's this game, an Assassin's Creed." We you, also uh, that's nice. Whatever. Oh, oh, oh. Next line. <laughs> But uh, um, it's pretty. It's pretty solid. Uh, I spend most of my time so far just liberating outposts, leveling up, getting all the all the abilities. I decided to play on hard because I heard that once you start really leveling up and getting all the best of everything, it gets a little too easy. So I did it on hard. It's like the right difficulty level for me. Yeah. It was only difficult for me like the first thirty minutes. But what then, platform you on? Uh, three sixty because they had a uh, Black Friday sale for like three seventy four. Oh my gosh! How did I miss that? That's cool. Oh, right, it's good. It's solid. It's solid 80s RPG. It's all neon. It's a good opening. <laughs> all of the cutscenes are like a 8-bit. The opening has tracking issues. That's the loading screen is the tracking issues. Oh, nice. So, um, you know, mean old NES games where they had like those pixelated like uh, sort of vignettes. Yeah. And they would sort of pan and be like, that's basically all the storytelling in this game. You mean those like Ninja Gaiden? Sort of like that. But you know, like really pixelated close-ups on people's faces. Oh, even oh those, yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, it's a solid RPG. It's fun shooting people. The guns are cool. The quests are cool. The cyber panthers and cyber sharks uh, killing cyber soldiers. With my laser guns in the eighties with my gallery in nineteen ninety one. Because eighties, let's go. That's basically the whole game. <laughs> I'm sorry. I got so distracted midway through my conversation because of all the internet stuff. I lost my train of thought a while ago. I've been trying to just catch up in my head. Um, but yeah, that's about it. I still have to beat. I'm probably going to beat it today or tomorrow. It's not that long. Definitely worth three dollars, though. Yeah, I hope so. All right. Well, let's move on from what we've been playing. Wait, unless you had something else, Anna. Mm, no. Okay. I don't think so. All right, let's jump into feedback. 
that's my impression of a microphone feedback. We had good feedback this week. Yes, we do. Strawberry Egg says, well, to tell the truth about my pick for favorite RPG of the past generation, it is actually Xenoblade. Alex had already claimed that one, so I took the opportunity to plug what I feel is an unfairly overlooked game, Arc Rise Fantasia. So that explains why Strawberry picked Arc Rise Fantasia on uh, the feature we were reading through last week. Because someone else stole Xenoblade. Uh, like, Oblivion wasn't necessarily my favorite game, but in the context of that article, I thought it was nice to write about. Mm, what's your favorite game? I have no idea. <laughs> that makes it easier to say that. All right. Nostalgia says, I have a question for the entire RP Gamer cast as their opinions about a game I just beat yesterday. So I did it. I beat Final Fantasy 13 on the PS3. I was learning about the opinions that you had about this game. What did you think about it when you... If and when you first beat it, did it make sense to you? I was confused as to all of the details, but what were your opinions as to how the ending was presented before you played 13-2? All right, so spoilers, everybody. If you haven't Should I? I'm going to take my headset off then. No, I I'm not going to go 13. into spoilers here. This is Manny very- just said he would. No, but he said he, said that he has Listen, to specifically about the ending, right? Let, yeah, here, let me put it this way. I'm the only one on the cast who's beaten 13. Well, you, you ruined my feedback, which is I never played it and probably never will. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I will not spoil the ending, so okay. don't worry about it. Um, I mostly understood it. Uh, I did look up a couple details just to get them sorted out in my head, but I did. I felt like I mostly understood it. Um, I thought it was like a very kind of... The ending had some Eastern storytelling elements that I Eastern. feel are kind of a cop-out. Um, but I, I can't explain it to you without spoiling, so I won't. Uh, um, but when you say something like Eastern, which is so vague, I, I really got to know. I, you, you know, you the, way, the way that stories resolve in the West versus the East are very different. Um, uh, it depends. Um, like, I, you think about the ending to a movie not... like Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon, and uh-huh. that is not the way a Western producer would end a movie, right? Uh, but I think it has more to do with modern Hollywood trying to sell blockbusters than it does to do with like philosophies. I mean, you're talking about like an art house director like Ang Lee. Um, you know, he, he's not making like a like a fun Hong Kong action movie. Or like a summer blockbuster. In, in All right. So China. I will do minor spoiler. Um, not everything always wraps up happy in Eastern storytelling more often than Western storytelling, in my opinion. I, and, and I, I, think, I think you're watching the wrong movies. Uh, but I, I, Okay. I think that's but, like an actual thing, that there's a lot of um, sacrifice and, and stuff like that, especially... And, and that's viewed as like the proper way for a hero to wrap up his campaign is with a sacrifice rather than with victory uh, it, and living happily ever after. It depends on the, I think it largely depends on the story and the genre you're talking about. And mm-hmm. I, I, I think it's very different in independent and art house movies. But if you're talking about like a Hong Kong wuxia film where <sighs> it's, it's a very broad generalization <laughs> is all I'm going to say about that. But I understand what you're trying to get to. All right, so I'll leave that there. Um, <laughs> so anyway, uh, as far as fourteen, the thirteen went. I felt I understood the ending, and um, then of course everything changes in thirteen too. Um, let's see. Personally, nostalgia says I really enjoyed the game, which is strange for me. Prior to about three weeks ago, I'd only played about thirteen hours and had made my judgments based off that. However, as most gamers did when I got to Grand Pulse, I was in awe and it really motivated me to push through the game. What were your all opinions? What did you think? I would prefer if you mentioned your opinions with spoilers as the game has been out for three or so years. See, um, I don't this guy wants to spoil everything. Well he wants spoilers, but I I don't see that there's much reason to spoil. Um I kinda wanna know because I'm never gonna play it. I wish you would. <laughs> um I, well, that's the thing. I don't think there's any value in spoiling because I don't understand what he was confused about. 
So I, I can't bring it up to to try and clear it up for him because I don't know I don't really know what it would have been. Well, what, maybe just your interpretation of what it was. I I really don't want to do that with Anna, in in here, and she's been working on the game too. Oh, is uh, she actually actively playing it right yeah, now? Yeah, she is. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, so, well, how about this? Anna, when you finish I, it, can we do a spoiler cast? Yeah, that would be good. If especially we get Michael on too. Um, I would love to hear just because I haven't played a Final Fantasy story in a long time. I would love to see the direction those stories are taking nowadays. Yeah, they're different. Um, what, yeah, I would love to hear it. Uh, what I will say, though, about Grand Pulse. So for 13, I was okay with the linearity. Um, that was not okay. a problem to me because I was there to watch a story unfold, not to, and, to see, run out everywhere. I'm happy you said that because I, I feel like a lot of JRPG people or like a lot of people were defending that game at the time we're taking we're doing all these convoluted things to to, ba- to dance around that basic idea that I wanted a story told to me and that's why I'm playing this and you, the fact that you sort of just say that we can move on from there it's like yeah totally and some yeah. people don't want a story told to them so they pick a different kind of RPG yeah, basically so yeah. I was totally cool with that um, I got awesome. to Grand Pulse and said wow there's a lot of stuff to do here and I'm not interested in doing any of it um, so I tried so doing it for funny. a while and it was not appealing to me. I don't know why everyone thinks the game gets better or magically changes at Grand Pulse. I view it as a big old side quest area that does not matter or affect the rest of the game in any way. That's hilarious because a lot of people, I think the people who think it gets better there didn't come to that game for what you came to it for. They're yeah. like, why is it this like Skyrim or Oblivion or, or like Mass Effect where stuff are open now? That's where all RPGs should be. Yeah. So... <laughs> So now, you give Wolf, a little taste of it. Wolf in the, the chat room kind of brings up the core issue. Um, the problem with Final Fantasy XIII is that it wasn't a good story. So you had to run through a straight line with bad writing. So, so what is the basics? Oh, oh, not good storytelling, but is the actual story? No, itself? the story is really not all that great. Okay, so bad story. And I was bad okay with it because I can handle a bad story. I, I'll have fun watching it to the end. But okay. um, it was uh, it was just kind of a dumb concept. It's it's. What is the concept? Uh, let's see. What's the early concept? So I don't... Yeah. So basically, there's all these people who get pulled... Okay. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> there's so much to explain with the Final Fantasy story. Um, all right. So spoiler warnings if you haven't gone into the beginning of the game. Um, but here's like the first few hours, really. Um they Wait, are... you have to tell me the first few hours? You can't even just tell me what the basic premise is? Wow. Because you can't... Uh, it, to summarize the story, no. Because they reveal it with breadcrumbs. So it's it's revealed piecemeal what's going on here. But but long and short is that there is this... Um, you know, there's the world below and the world above. Uh-huh. And every pretty much everything t- takes place in the world above. And there's just... You know, the world below is like there's nothing there. It's all desolation. Who cares? Um, and then some sort of creature comes up from the world below and gets into the world above and basically infects the party with this curse that makes them um, have to complete what's called a focus. And if they don't, they will all turn into they will all turn turn into these hideous abominations that have to be killed. Um, the problem is they were never told what their focus is. And and then they have to go on a quest to figure it out, deal with the fact that they all have this curse, and kind of deal with the fact that none of them like each other. So it's 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 one of those. That, there's your setup, right? And at, you know, as it's revealed, there's there's twists and turns, and um, it's just it just doesn't really pay off in a great way that feels like ah that was that was a good tale. 
It was more like, okay, how are we resolving this? All right, what's resolved? How are we doing this? Okay, that part's resolved. Um, I don't know. I'm not. I'm not good at literary criticism, as you can tell. <laughs> but uh, and has the story continued along like that from thirteen two until Lightning Returns? No. So thirteen story gets wrapped up completely, and then thirteen two is a new story, different villains, different conflict. Um, but they introduce time travel. They change who the hero is, um, and they take one of the characters from the first game and throw her into a weird situation, and you're trying to figure out what's going on with her. Um, and then the third game focuses completely on lightning, um, who was not the focus of the game in the second, well, sort of the focus of the game in the second game, but not really. And so, yeah, it's very, I think 13-2 and lightning returns are kind of connected to story. Um, the first game though, story is not as important, um, to the, to the latter two games. Um, yeah. Cause I mean, you're kind of able to see because of the time travel, you know, how the world changes over time and you see that, you know, the stuff that you did in 13 kind of sticks and it doesn't matter. You know, it's not like they're undoing the story in 13 and now you got to fix things that, you know, it's none of that. It's like a new story. Hmm. And they were going to shut the thing. They're going to shove another game in the middle of all of that with versus 13. Yeah. <sighs> oh, no, thir- no, no, that's going to be 15 now. No, that's I 15 know. now. Okay. Oh yeah. I they know, were I going saying, to. Imagine well, I they were going to think... shove another one in there. I, yeah. And, I guess some people would say that, well, we never said that 13 versus 13 took place in the same world at all. Then why would you even call it that? I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, You know, I don't want to talk about 13 anymore. (laughs) It's a game I barely understand myself uh, as far as the goods and bads about it. Other than if you're okay for being told a Final Fantasy story um, and lots of flashy cut scenes and watching it unfold. um, If you can deal with mediocre anime, then I think 13 will work for you. Um, I cannot deal with mediocre anime. Okay, and then the battle <laughs> system, I did like it. Um, okay. That's an, an, another important thing. Uh, if you don't like that battle system, you're not going to like that game. Um, if you don't like the story, you're not going to like that game, right? So, because that's basically all it is, is the story and the battle system, because you're on rails. Um, so I was cool with that battle system. I really liked how you change things on the fly, and every turn you're like changing your party makeup, and like, oh, this it, your strategies weren't so much about what spells you're going to use, it's what... Um, party setup you're going to use from turn to turn and I was able to, to cotton to that and, and got into it so that worked out fine for me so uh, so I was I was good with it and um, yeah I'll just leave it at that alright next up we have a letter from Zol, uh, Zoltan who says hey dear RPG cast this is the legendary Zoltan and hi Zoltan uh oh I don't have this on here uh, hold on a second so uh, this is the legendary Zoltan. I've come to tell you that I've written a theme song for a character that does not have one, but deserves one. Uh, Let me forward this on to my other account. And this is the theme, he says, of Fei Fong Wong from Xenogears. If he were in an Arc System Works fighting game. <laughs> so, so file that. It's a theme for a character from a Xenogears game if he were in an Arc Systems Works fighting game. I've decided that I wanted to apply the Daisuke Ishiwatari style to make the theme songs for various characters that don't have them. If I do theme songs for real-life people as well, so contact me if you're interested in having your own music that plays every time you enter the room. This song is a remix of Tears of the Stars, Hearts of the People from Xenogears. Um, it's the th- song that plays whenever anything sad happens. I call this song Fight for the Real Me. Enjoy. So here we go. I'm going to play this here and I'll take your headphones off. 
that'll probably be too loud and let's do this Thank you, Legendary Zoltan, for sending the music in. So Zoltan and all those other people whose feedback you just heard was sent in through um, one of our many feedback mechanisms. You can join into the show yourself by sending feedback to board.rpgamer.com. In the latest updates section, you'll find a thread for the podcast. So you can submit something there. You can also send something to uh, podcast.rpgamer.com. Email it in just like Zoltan did. You can send your songs, your music, your feedback, your letters, your complaints, your orders for new items, uh, well, maybe not that. Um, and finally, you can call our phone number at 608-729-4098, 608-729-4098. Manny, are you ready for the news? No, I'm sorry. I'm playing some Far Cry 3 Blood Dragon. Oh. My 80s nostalgia will never die. <laughs> never die. Uh-huh. And uh, <laughs> I am ready for the news, though. So we'll kick it on. Anna Marie, are you ready for the news? Is it safe to put my headset back on? Yeah. We have an audio balancing issue here, so... Okay, her headset's back on? <laughs> her headset's back on. Okay, Anna, this is how Final Fantasy Thirteen ends. <gasps> no! 
<laughs> All right. So first news story today is Rainbow Moon. It is out for the Vita right now. So it came out December 3rd, uh, 15 bucks in North America, £9.99 pence in the UK, and €12.99 Euros in the rest of Europe. Um, there's a free 90-minute tw- trial version, and their progress in the trial version carries over to the full game. And let's see. If you already have the PS3 version, you can buy the Vita version at half off. So there you go. And an additional 20% discount if you're PS Plus. So there's that. Uh, we've got Pillars of Eternity. That's the name for the Obsidian um, Project Eternity RPG. There's also a trailer for it. So you watched this trailer, Manny? Uh, yeah. Uh, I was surprised. It looks... Uh, I hate to say this, but like, if you look at Wasteland 2... Yeah. It just kind of... It looks like a game of its budget. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Hmm. It looks a little... I mean, I'm sure the game is great, but it kind of looks a little junky. But uh, this one actually looks... If everything looked really nice. The, the models look good. The animation looked great. Uh, the pre-rendered backgrounds looked nice. It actually looked really solid. Because we have no idea what the gameplay is really like yet, though. Do we? Um, Basically, just Baldur's Gate, right? Oh, good. Cause... Wait, is it turn-based or is it... That's a great question. That's just what I was going to get into. Um, I'm looking in this trailer and I'm not getting any indications of, of that. Um, I see enemies walking around. It looks like a Baldur's Gate style overhead view, uh, isometric and everything. Um, I don't know. Parties. Yeah. I don't know. It looks at least pseudo real time. So whether or not that's pause and real time with pauses like a Baldur's Gate or, or if it's true real time, I don't know. What are you saying, Annie? Hannah? No, not pause, not pause, pause. No, not that pause. Call me Annie. Accidentally. Could be worse. It's us combined into one person. I know, right? Um, (laughs) So uh, let's see. What do we do? So that's Pillars of Eternity. They have a name. Um, Interesting that you bring up the combat system because they just made a decision about the combat system in um, the new Planescape Torment. um, Tides of Numenera. Tides of Numenera game. Um, They have uh, decided that, uh, well, actually, they put a poll up. Uh, do you want it to be turn-based or do you want it to be real-time like the Baldur's Gate games and the Tor- Planescape Torment game? And it was basically too close to call, um, but it was 0.2% higher <laughs> in the uh, turn-based side side of things, so they went with turn-based. Hey, this is how we decide whether Quebec should succeed. Why doesn't it work for a video game? I, I don't know. So it was really close, and they have this big, long FAQ for all the people who are going to be upset from the, the real-time supporters because, hey, the biggest objection being, um, this is a spiritual successor to Planescape Torment, and you're going to have a completely different battle system than Stormant had? Well, that doesn't make any sense. And I, that's kind of where I fall, and their explanation doesn't really jive with me. But whatever. Um, they're what gonna... is the what is the basic of the? I mean the of their explanation. The basic argument. Uh, yeah. Let me get up here for you. But, I was wondering, like, what the justification is. I don't know how you justify something like we're that. building a, a spiritual successor to Wasteland to, I mean to Wasteland and no, to, it's a first no, person shooter to yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's what it feels like, and. Ah, let's let's see. I'll get it up here for you right now. Um, abduction, hex. I've got all my kickstarts. Tides of Numera. Here we go. Combat one. Uh, they have all these long responses to all the big complaints they get. 
So, da, 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 um, oh, it's funny. I never Planescape... thought of it that way, though. What? But I guess Fallout Three really is real time with pause, isn't it? Yeah. Planescape Torment had real time with pause combat, so the new Torment should too. This is a reasonable <laughs> perspective and valid point of view. Um, but is Real-time with pause combat, what made Planescape Torment great? For some of you, the combat may have been an important part, and we hope you'll find the combat in the new game to be at least as equally enjoyable. But we don't think that Planescape Torment's combat system was what players loved about the game. We believe Planescape Torment is considered one of the greatest RPGs of all time, not because its combat was real-time with pause, but because of its emphasis on the narrative and on role-playing your character. Um, So, let's see. We explain this in the four pillars we described in our Kickstarter, which are the foundation for Torment, Tides, and Numenera. One, a deep, thematically satisfying story. Two, a world unlike any other. Three, a rich personal narrative. Four, reactivity, choice, and real consequences. We're using all four pillars to influence and reinforce our crisis and combat design. Throughout the combat, uh, throughout the campaign, we stressed that we would find an approach for combat that worked well with these pillars. With the approach we have planned, including turn-based combat, we hope to integrate more narrative and more choice and consequence into the combat experience. Though Painscape Torment is the starting point for many of our design decisions, Torment Tides of Numenera was never intended to be a game that, by default, duplicates everything Planescape Torment did. It is a thematic successor that is inspired by Planescape Torment, not derivative of it. The themes we are succeeding are the things that made Planescape Torment a classic, the four pillars and other elements as, as described in our vision document, which they link to. And we don't see the specific combat system as core of Planescape Torment's legacy. We have several of the people from the Planescape Torment team involved in the project, and we hope that you continue to trust that we will deliver the type of CRPG experience you crave. I don't know. It kind of sounds like, why don't you just tell us that to begin with? <laughs> it's like, yeah, if it's that important to, to, to do it, not why did they have a vault, right? <sighs> probably should have, I just feel like the whole point where like yeah we're making a spiritual successor but just so you know up front we're not making a derivative it doesn't have blah 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 and it doesn't have to be like this just so you know but then they would have they, made so they much did money. a poll to see in case it turned out 90% of the people voted real time with pause and if that were the case I think they would have changed their decision but they gotcha. were just looking for an advisement and I guess they got it so whatever um I'm a, yeah, whatever. I'll, I'll judge the game based on what it is rather than what I thought it should be. <laughs> All right. Uh, so what, since we're still talking about Kickstarter. Yeah, keep going. Wasteland 2 is out in beta and Steam yeah. Early Access. <laughs> but not for me because I didn't pledge enough to get beta. Oh, access. but you can buy it on Steam Early Access no, for no. $60. No, thanks. I'll wait for my 15 or $25 pledge level to get me a copy of the game. Yeah, and uh, you can play it right now in the beta for $60. Um, No. <laughs> just no <laughs> you don't want six hours of content that you can make better by playing it repeatedly. is that all it is have people finished it already yeah it's around six hours oh, but then you know uh, some choices are mutually exclusive so you may have to replay a few times to see everything they're going to charge 60 bucks for a six hour RPG no that's the beta no 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 that's just the beta chunk you're going to pay more for early access than you would for the final game is that how that works no but you also get the soundtrack, and you get oh, okay. some digital novellas, and you get a copy of Wasteland 1, which you could apparently buy in GOG for $3. <laughs> but, okay. Um, I'm hey, going but people to pass. seem to be loving it, though. I mean, I, I, visually, it looks a little off, but the storytelling and the reactivity and the consequences and blah, blah, blah seems pretty solid. People seem to really be liking it. 
lots of live streams so you can actually watch even if you don't want to pay six dollars you can there's plenty of live streams out there you can watch a, a whole like whole six hour playthroughs um what else i think yeah i think that's most of it yeah, yeah. positive feedback people seem to be liking it mm-hmm. i'd like to hear from anyone who, who listens to the show if you're in the wasteland 2 beta what you think about it please write in yeah do it in the chat room they're asking if anyone's played blackguards via early access um unfortunately i can say i have not that's the game you always read stories about and then we go what game is that and i was about to say i don't remember what that game is <laughs> <laughs> like literally you've read like six stories about blackguards and every single time you go what game i don't know like what game is that i never Me remember <sighs> sorry <laughs> i feel bad and you would know better you than the should. rest of us because you see the actual thing. Uh, oops. Um, let's see. It says I can't register my account for the Kickstarter. What the hell? For what? The Wasteland 2 thing. Wait oh, you got to go to Ranger Center. I did. Hold on. They're saying they don't find my email address. Did I not back it? I don't think you did. Oh, I feel so proud of myself if that's true. Yay! I didn't back this. You don't even know what you backed at this point anymore? <laughs> well, I thought about backing it, but no, this is great. I, I decided uh, I, I didn't know about this game, and I was going to hold off and wait for reviews because I was unsure, and I felt no reason to pledge money to a game that has no emotional impact to me, and I know was going to be made regardless of my personal pledging. So I was like, yeah, I'll pass. And so I did. Yay. <sighs> You know, it's a right to be skeptical, too, about um, In Exile. Because if you look at the track, the last, like, games they released were, like, what? Choplifter HD? Um, What was that? It was that Gears of War-style RPG on 360. Remember? (laughs) Cover-based. It was uh, two players. One was, like, an elf woman archer, and the other was, like, a melee guy. The Demon Forge? Hunted? Yeah. They did Hunted. Mm. Wow. Which was me. Which is you mediocre. Know, and uh-huh. They did a video a while back. I remember us talking about it on the podcast, showing off uh, Wasteland's gameplay, and both you and I thought it looked good. I remember that. I'm yeah, I think sure it looked did. good, though. I, I just, it just, just now, good. apparently, you're not so impressed with no, it. No, I'm talking about the graphics. Yeah. Oh, you expected the graphics to change from that point. No, no, no. I, I think the game looks solid. I think it's going to be a good experience. It just... You still kind of... <laughs> you still kind of like weird little... I don't know. It's just... It yeah. just looks a little junky. <laughs> uh, speaking of looking junky, The Elder Scrolls Online has a release date, uh, April 4th, 2014. Uh, the PlayStation 4 and Xbox One versions will come out a few months later, and there's a couple trailers out. And, and it's coming I'm, out PC, Mac. I'm I mean, Windows, fac- Mac. Windows and Mac, yeah. Good point. Yeah. And I'm being facetious about it looking junky. I don't know. I haven't played it. I'm not in the beta, even though I want to be. So... You know oh, what it is, though? Yeah. About the Wasteland 2. I just feel like the character models. Uh, it's, it's okay, though. I understand where they put their money. They put their money into hiring like seven different writers and making that game as massive as possible. And they spend all their money by putting all that text in, creating environments. So I know their focus wasn't on character models or crazy animation or hyper detailed stuff. And I guess I kind of accept that. But at the same time, when I look at it, I just go, well, I guess. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah I get it. 
And I, I guess in the end, though, I, I'd, I'd be happier with a longer game with actual choices and consequences and good writing and good storytelling and characters I care about more than having a bunch of high-res portraits and a bunch of crazy-looking character models or... In the end, it'll matter. It's just my... I just You know, sometimes you don't like to admit things, but you, sometimes you see a girl and you're like, she has a great personality, I'm just not into her. She's not that pretty. <laughs> so, I don't know. Wasteland has a great personality. Okay, so... <laughs> The next story is that that curry RPG, the roguelike curry RPG called Sorcery Saga, Curse of the Great Curry God, it's out. came out on Vita, and so you can go and delve into wait, Dungeons. Wait, wait, we're talking, we're talking Japanese curry or are talking Indian curry? Uh, I think Japanese curry. I'm out. Oh, man, I'm totally <laughs> in. I like Japanese curry. Wait, um, I thought this wasn't supposed to be out until next year. Well, it's out. <laughs> 39.99. Unless you want the the limited edition, in which case it's forty nine ninety nine. Wait, does limited edition come with like a package of curry? I don't know. It doesn't say here. <laughs> that would be awesome to know. I bet it does. Yeah, but you never Tim open curry. the curry because then you're you're losing the resale value. Yes. Tim Curry is packaged with your game. And... Oh, is that kind of curry? Yeah, I should have asked. Is it Japanese curry, Indian curry, or Tim Curry? That's right. And I don't know. It's a very cutesy roguelike, so I'd be interested in playing it, but not for forty bucks. Maybe is that the title? This should be the title of the show. Tim Curry's delicious. Tim Curry's delicious. Uh, it's okay, that's Sorcery Saga. In case you want to look that up, Axis put out a trailer for Magus, which is a Axis and Black Tower co-developed project. Finally, I saw this at E3, but I'll, actually, I. I saw talk about junkie. I saw uh, a little CG trailer that. Oh, L, the limited edition of the curry game comes with a bib and a spoon. How much more expensive is the limited edition? Ten dollars. Okay. Seraphim kitten says real time with pause needs to be the name of the show. P A W S. Yes. <laughs> his his dungeon right now is real time with pause. He was bragging about that to the guild. His dungeon. Yes. Okay. Because you're be playing, playing with him? Yeah. All right. So what is this Magus thing? Okay. I saw it at E3. I, I remember. It was, I literally saw like a 30-second CG trailer that did not look good. That's what and I'm watching said, now. <laughs> it was one of those trailers, and then they, they turned it off, and he said, okay, so let me tell you the idea behind this game. And the pitch was about like two minutes, and then it was uh, most of the the rest of like the five minutes was about how they're, they're taking their destiny to their own hand. They're publishing things on their own now. This is a big initiative for them. Blah blah blah. Who's, blah, who's blah. Axis. Yeah. Okay. So. So is there more? Is there actual gameplay? What is this game? No, it looks like a really bad thirty-second CG trailer. <laughs> oh, <geez>. So <laughs> the same thing. Sorry. Six months ago. But now they've announced it officially. It looks. They terrible. announced it at E3. Yeah, this game looks terrible. I hope they change that. So because it, I'm completely judging it on graphics because I have nothing else to go on. So I know, I know, I know. Wasteland's gonna be awesome. I know people, and because it doesn't look amazing, it'll run on my MacBook Air. So stop complaining, Emmanuel. <laughs> what you got? All right, Ease Memory of Salsetta is gonna come out in Europe, uh, February twenty first. Chris, Chris, it's pronounced YC. Oh, Wise. No, it's pronounced ease. <laughs> Easy. Uh, it will In be... fact, I made a terrible pun when I made when I did my last uh, review because I called it easing the arc because it was for the arc of Nepishtim. Wise. 
Uh, NIS America is going to be publishing in Europe February 21st, 2014. Fable Anniversary. What is this about? I don't know. I saw this announced earlier this week, and I was like, what is going on I here? I think it's HD remake on current-gen consoles of, of Fable, Fable 1. 1. Okay. Really? I don't know, but yeah. is there Fable 2 in there, too? No, definitely at least Fable 1. I, I, it is? I'm wow. kind of interested in it now. Why? Because I liked Fable 1. Oh, you're the one. <laughs> okay. So if you pre-order the game, you get a bunch of extras. Uh, Forget the extras. What's the game? Xbox Live avatars and desktop wallpapers. Um, it's Fable in HD. That's it. No, no other. You are right. I'm well. Judging by these screenshots, it's Fable one in HD. Oh, that makes me a little sad because at this point, you would think they could bundle all of the Fable games together. Fable two is what people want, right? Well, I guess that already was in HD. So what's it matter? Yeah, but bundle them all together, so you get yourself a Fable trilogy. Yeah, and fix kind of the uh, the end game of three. Okay, so what's it called again? Fable anniversary. Anniversary, cool. Um, Amazon in it now. Funatman knew about Megas a year ago. He says, "Thank you, Eric." So have we all been watching the same thirty second apparently trailer? That <laughs> I looks, don't know. That looks junky. All right, there you. Go. That should be in the description. Emmanuel talks about things that look junky. <laughs> You stay up all night to get junky. Um, okay, so graphically updated to 1080p to unlock the power of the Xbox 360. Brand new interface. Same hey, system. hey, hey! We should talk about the Xbox 360 or the Xbone and the PS4 sales. Um, because they came out this week. Well, what are and, they? And, and, and um, I'm still talking only... about the best features of Fable Anniversary. Oh, okay. really? Everybody, achievements in Fable for the first time. <laughs> Xbox Sartsmith Glass support for all your devices. So, I can tell why I keep forgetting this game exists. <laughs> oh, guys, through the power of Xbox 360, gameplay in Fable University is more seamless than ever, and the version boasts a new user interface system that has been designed to simplify and make it faster and easier to explore the rich world of Fable and its menus. Really explore those menus. So anyways, the numbers so anyways, for software titles that came out. The only two games that sold better on the Xbox One compared to the PS4 was Skylanders and Just Dance. What? Yeah. The only two games what? So for the for the for the games that came out on both systems, right? They compared the numbers and the only two games that sold better on the Xbox One than on the PS4 is Just Dance and Skylanders. Um, where are these numbers coming out? Um, I saw it on Twitter a couple days ago. Let me try I mean, to pull up the link. Did did the companies release them? Because we know the MPDs don't release them anymore. So where are they getting these I don't remember where these numbers came from. Okay. I, I can't find the article right now. All right, well, I'll forget it. So the Xbox One sold slightly less than the PS4, maybe. Is that what you're telling me is the conclusion of these numbers? Software. All right. Anything else that useful from these numbers um because yeah. really honestly who cares if one slightly outsold the other i just think it's funny that the two games that sold more on the xbox one are the were casual. the casual games yeah. when they're like... when it should have been battlefield or Call of Duty right games. right right because i mean you know we know the sort of stereotype uh, again i don't want to make that conclusion because we where are these numbers coming from who knows I, Twitter. So so many of these stories are always BS on the gaming blogs. I don't know. <laughs> All right. Oh, 
I know we didn't mention this last week or the week before, but uh, Destiny mm-hmm. has a release date. That's not RPG. It's it's Borderlands. It is. Yeah. All right. What's the release date? <laughs> it's September 9, twenty fourteen. Oh, forever from now. <laughs> no, but then you know that it's basically Borderlands, but always always online and always persistent. Can I play that on my PS4? Um, I think so. Excellent. When can I play Titanfall on my PS4? That's what I want to know. Never. I know. Yeah, yeah, you didn't know. I mean, Destiny's basic structure is like MMO Borderlands. And so, uh, they have rare loot drops, and you level up, and you have experience, and all that stuff. Well, I mean, we saw that one trailer, but I never like to make full conclusions about it from that. But Hey, hey, hey. If Far Cry's an RPG, Destiny's, <laughs> Destiny's an RPG. All right. Um, so then... Is the sequel to Destiny going to be Destiny's Child? Crown. Okay. So, Tales <laughs> like of Games. Right that. It's like, that was terrible. Okay. I acknowledge that. <laughs> There's a new Tales of Game that was announced this week. It's for PS3. PS3 still going strong. Tales of Zestiria. Uh, it was announced for global release at the same time as it was revealed to Japan. Um, wait. Okay, that doesn't mean it'll be a simultaneous global release, but it means we know already that it's coming in North America and Europe. Uh, it's going to be a quote-unquote return to the roots of the series with a fantasy setting and characters designed by all four character creators. So that should be a weird art meshing. Uh, the title indeed aims to own, evoke a sense of zest for adventure. So far we've seen a male and female character. Can I have orange zest instead? And there will be dragons in the story. Sorry, Anna. Is uh, Pepsi okay? Hmm... Tales of Zestfully Clean. <laughs> oh my gosh, I barely remember those advertisements. You're not fully clean unless you're Zestiria clean. So, <laughs> all our members, do you want to Shasta? Remember the Shasta girls? Orange Zest. Shasta, Shasta, drink a Shasta, or something like that. Yeah, because she reminds me like a, you're asking for like an orange Zesta. I think like Shasta girls. I don't know. Wow, this is an off. Wow, it's a. This video was taken of a video screen. It's not actually direct feed, so it looks really bad. <laughs> yeah, I was looking up some more details on Destiny. It is very much, they're calling it action, role-playing, first-person shooter. Sweet. Ooh, there's apparently a bunch of um, 3DS deals on Amazon today. <gasps> so, Etrian Odyssey, Untold. <laughs> no, Anna, Anna, we don't need to go into the sales deals, do we? <laughs> By All the right, time anyone listens to this, those deals are those deals are gone. I know, right? <laughs> oh, by the way, you guys, uh, I just want you to know that uh, on Black Friday there's a sale for Far Cry Three Blood Dragon for three seventy four. So make sure you pick it up so we can discuss <laughs> on it. Black Friday. Woo-hoo. Oh wait, this this, uh, this podcast is going to air too late for you guys to take part in that sale. Oh, what a shame! So this Tales trailer is still running, and there's people looking at each other. Hey, it looks like every anime trailer ever. <laughs> Um, you know oh, what, dude? I battle. really want to play Destiny. That's going to be rad. Say what? I want to play Destiny. Okay. I think that's well, gonna we're be... talking about Tails now. Oh. Oh, we have a guy just running. <laughs> running Wait, forward in a field of Is this of trailer battle. commentary where people yep. listen to you comment on a trailer they yep. can't see themselves? Yep. Go watch the Tales of Zestiria trailer and tell me if you learned anything about it because you won't. All right. Eska Toloji. Eska and Loji in the U.S. Um, it's the it's the latest atelier game atelier esca and logi is that what they say eschatology is what they would say not eschatology well i mean that's the pun right i don't know i'm asking you eschatology and is toe in 
in Japan, Japanese, someone explained to me a few weeks ago. Yes, I remember. We got an email about this, yeah. didn't we? Okay. Yes. You're so right. it's it eschatology. Um, Alchemist of the Dusk Sky is the journey of two young alchemists. Blah blah blah. There's some. We have some screenshots and a trailer up, so you can go watch that. It has music and everything, and people walking. It. It's also every anime trailer ever. Um, Final Fantasy XI is having a ton of events. All right. So check this out. All right. So dude, they're checking it out. It's their eleventh anniversary event. Uh, they are doing so much. It is the 11th anniversary. Va- the, oh, excuse me. The 11th anniversary because return of the Terrible. Terrible. That's what it's their pun, not mine. So all Final Fantasy 11 accounts are being reactivated for free. You don't need to do anything. Don't go in and reactivate it manually because then you will be charged money. But right now, until December 23rd, you can play the game for free. You can go. They have a link on their page that lets you go download the game. You can install it. Log in. Play your old characters for free. Um, if you deleted old characters, they've got a whole process on how you can request that character to be r- undeleted. Um, and uh, yeah, so the, you go play it for free. And it, the, the download has all the expansions enabled, so I guess if you had bought whatever expansions you bought, you can go play. So your characters are back. You can play them for free. Um, there's a bunch of other things that aren't mentioned here. Uh, let's see. All right, so we got the we got the trial, we got the okay. So here's some of the updates that are coming alongside this uh, in December. So they are here's how you can tell an RPG is getting near its end of life. Um, first of all, they're having a new system where you get to play alongside NPCs. So you can you can summon one of the NPCs from the story quests after you do some quests to fight with you as your partner. So if you don't want a solo, you want a NPC. There you go. They can fight with you. Um, they've got faster movement, 25% movement speed increase in outdoor areas. So everyone gets to move 25% faster, which that, to me, that's like always when you know the, 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 the game's getting old. It's like, well, let's just make everyone move faster. Maybe they'll want to play more. You can now teleport between home points. Even more convenient ways to travel, they say. Uh, there's an in-game currency menu. Oh, everyone gets wide scan, so that used to Chris, be a beat I gotta ask only. You, as you're going through this, yeah, is, this the, is the same team doing FF11 doing FF14? No. Okay, I was about to say, why aren't they putting this much effort into the 14? I know, right? But they are. <laughs> They're putting a lot of effort into 14. Oh, but I mean, like, this is crazy, the stuff you're talking about. They're adding to, uh, like, how old is this game now? 11 years old. Wow. Final Fantasy XI, 11th anniversary, so they're trying to make it big. No, that's yeah. great, though. I think that's fantastic. I, mean, I wish more games like this got that kind of like high-caliber support 11 years At 11 later. years in. Um, and, yeah. I mean, don't be wrong. 14 is getting plenty of support. I could go start reading the 2.1. Uh, where is my holiday event? I'm not going 14. to. Yeah, there's no holiday Seriously? event. I'm sorry. Yeah. Anna, if Q can show up and spread Christmas cheer and Star Trek Online... Why can't a Moogle bring me a frickin' tree or a gnome or something? Because he the has rest a of point. Them complete the rebalancing of certain classes, then throw in a Moogle. One Santa. elf. Just one. The problem is, is that I think you underestimate how much time it makes to do a holiday event. <laughs> this is why I didn't subscribe to F14. What is this? Final Fantasy XI has a new thing called the Adventuring Primer. It's a casual guide for people who wow they're like guides to how to like take advantage okay whatever it's some sort of web guide for doing the new stuff if you don't know how to do it all right anyway sorry go ahead manny oh no i was uh oh never mind i'll wait till you're done with the story 
Wow, they just put out their material usage license. I mean, so. here is something to consider, Manny. They did a really big Halloween event. Oh, 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 oh. Here's what's going on. Until January 14th in Final Fantasy XI, there's Dragon Quest Slimes. And, yeah. Final Fa- and Final Fantasy XIV Spriggans. So they're doing a collaboration event in celebration of the 11th anniversary. So Dragon Quest, because Dragon Quest X is also Square Enix property, even though it's not out here, grr, 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 you can get pet slimes in the game. So you can actually get slimes. You can catch them, and, and they'll be yours. And you can get a slime hat and a slime shield. So if you like slimes and you want to go log in to Final Fantasy XI right now for free and get some slimes, you can. Can I so, finish my thought now? But slimes... Manny? Oh, I was being completely facetious. Don't take me seriously. No, no, no. <laughs> I I think that some people are asking it as a legitimately upset question. And I think oh, the answer okay. is, is they just did an event for Halloween. If they went back and looked and realized only 1% or 2% of the people ever bought the, like, Halloween clothes, they may not consider it worth it right now. Uh, well, fair the enough. events take effort, and they have a big patch coming out, so it's going yeah. to that instead. And... They have 11, that Dragon uh, Quest thing. And 11 has no... No, the Dragon Quest thing is in 11. Uh, I thought that was a 14. No, nope, that's an 11 event. Ha <laughs> ha. Sorry. So it's an in 11 event. In your face. Ha <laughs> Starlight Celebration is the 11 uh, Christmas event, and that's also going on. So there you go. The Starlight Celebration and a repeat login campaign. Another way to tell that your MMO is getting old or heading towards free-to-play. Uh, every day you log in, you get points. You can spend it on cool things like giant chocobo costumes for your characters. So... There you go. There's your All update right. on Final Fantasy XI. I thought it was interesting. That's a lot of stuff this week. It's tempting me to log in, and then I remember, wait, but I'm actually having fun playing fourteen. So <laughs> maybe I'll just do that instead. Borderlands 2 is free for PlayStation Plus members wait, this wait. week. I had a story in between. I had a little story in between, remember? Well, hold on. I just finished that story, so now go. Okay. So I was about to say, Chris, you know, if there's one thing that we at RPG cast love, that's hipsters. Or yes. at least talking about who hipsters are. Yes, what's a hipster? How do I recognize one? Because I'm in the Midwest. It's hard here to figure that okay. out. Okay, and not only that, though. You're in uh, Madison, which yep. I was listening to a recent episode of uh, This American Life. Apparently, your uh, city is one of the most segregated cities in the United States. Yeah, it is pretty segregated. What is that actually, mean? It's one of the But self-segregation, not like force or anything like you that. You mean like <laughs> racial segregation, though, right? Yeah, so, which yeah. is interesting why you talk about like the that Baratun, Thurston Baratunde book, How to Make Black Friends. Uh, yeah, <laughs> how to be seriously. Black. I was like, oh, someone in Madison, Wisconsin would take that seriously. Well, and it... Huh, I never thought about it, but it's totally true because when we lived on the other side of the road, we were the only people that weren't... No, uh, there, were, there were plenty of white people on that road as well. But mm-hmm. they were on one side of the road and the black people were on the other side of the road. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I love it. Yep. I just imagine people saying, don't go that side of the street. Well, and I mean, look at even just Raymond Road, where it's like the the far side compared to where we are now. It's like, yeah. Yeah, the first, the the one one street in, it's all black people. After that, it's all white people and uh, higher property values, too. Um, Actually, if you listen to This American Life about uh, housing in America, there's a very, there's a very real distinct reason why that happened. And the history of the United States yeah. uh, has to do with uh, housing loans that were backed by the government okay. that were uh, actually not given to black or interracial neighborhoods, oh, wow. specifically on purpose. It's a really well, interesting. No, no the, these are transient neighborhoods, though, so those old loans wouldn't be applicable nowadays. No, I mean, but 
it, it goes back. Those those things are gone. The okay. history, a lot of that stuff goes back into why some of these things happen. Hmm. But it was interesting. Okay. It was an interesting thing. It's a side story. But okay, so I sent you some. You sent me an email this week about yes. someone in your in your office. Completely unrelated to the racial discussion. Can we make this clear? This is about hipster discussion. Yes, yes. We moved on. That was I was just an, I was not side... targeting like racial. Uh, yes, anyway. yes. So Chris sent me an email and he said, "Is this person black?" <laughs> Uh, wow, Chris! No. Wow. Anyway, that that aside, that was just a side story. So, because this guy had apparently um, some tight, skinny jeans, and uh, like he some, had the plastic rim glasses. But not, I wouldn't say. So. I sent you. Uh, he wasn't wearing his coffee shirt that day. So. Okay, okay, maybe in that case, maybe. But I sent you some uh, some literature. Did you go through that? Yeah, um, I I looked through some. <laughs> And then you I sent realized him literature on hipsters yeah, on how to define No, there's a, a blog. There's a blog and oh, I realized, "Oh, wow, goodness. we don't have those here." Uh, okay. This is That's like, like the conversation about um burgers, right? <laughs> Man, when Manny says you'll know a hipster when you see him, he's he was right. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I was like, uh, "Oh, that's a thing." Oh, wow. All right. That's pretty mind. bad. <laughs> Uh, All right, so you're going to tell people how to get to it so they can see it themselves? It, it's look at this F, uh, exclu- you know, uh, effing, look at this effing, but spell it out, hipster.com. I'm so media trained. I don't swear on the podcast at all. It's great. But look at look at that. Look at this effing hipster. Mm-hmm. If you want some bad stuff. And there's also a blog about uh, apparently the hipster place to be in Los Angeles, Silver Lake, over near Echo Park. If if you guys know anything, if even if you play a uh, GTA Five, you know you'll know it as Mirror Park, and they have like Mirror Park Radio. Anyway, and there's like a little blog. There's a blog of a woman who lives in that neighborhood, and she sort of like makes little YouTube videos about her adventures in that place. And I sent Chris like the interview of that stuff. So it's all good stuff. It's interesting. It's fun. Hey Manny, uh huh. Do you ever play hipster or hobo? Oh, hipster or hobo? I have. Okay. It's hard. This it's is great. In, in San Manny. Francisco. Manny, there's a this commercial for Honda about how many hipsters can they fit into this car, mm-hmm. and it's just it's beautiful because it's hipsters with Polaroids and vinyl discs and typewriters, and they've got they're bringing their unicycle. It's it's awesome. <laughs> there you go. So good fun stuff. That was my hipster check-in for the week. So speaking <laughs> of which, how's that Borderlands coming along? What is this book? Everything is illuminated. I don't know this, but it's like they're really harping on it. I'm sorry. What about it? What, what uh, did you ask? I don't know what you asked. Borderlands 2 is free for PS Plus members, blah, 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 blah. Not the game of the year edition. That's it. Okay. Oh, that reminds me. I don't know if we ever mentioned this, but a Telltale of all things is making a Borderlands 2 adventure game, adventure right? Game? Yeah, and a Game of Thrones adventure game. But, but the Borderlands one is what confuses me because I don't even, I never thought of Borderlands as the game you went to because you love that amazing story. No, not at all. But I guess some people thought that Borderlands 2 story was funny. So, I, I, but is it story was funny or Claptrap makes funny jokes about yeah. dubstep? No, that's probably it. So it was so weird to think that, like, I mean, of all the things for Borderlands 2 to expand into is a point-and-click adventure game based on its story. Hmm. Did you, wait, you played uh, Night at the Inventory? Poker uh, Night. A little bit, yeah. Yeah, the problem is, is he sucks at it. Okay, but you played with uh, what's his name? Uh, Claptrap, the new yeah. one, right? <laughs> is he funny? Is he entertaining at least? 
He's he's very entertaining. Yeah. And I haven't played Borderlands too, and he's I still think he's funny. Didn't you like finish Night at the Inventory, Anna? Yeah. So you did like you did like Claptrap. Yeah, I like Claptrap. Um, I don't like Handsome Jack. So would you play a point and click adventure game that's all Claptrap doing? Yes. His yes. Oh hell yeah. Yes. Uh, and there you go. That's why Telltale is doing this. Yes. You answer my question. That uh, that I would do. Yes. <laughs> all right. Here's a new RPG being announced. Legends of Persia. It's coming January 2014 to Windows. Oh, that's... I don't want to play this. What is this? <laughs> you don't like I... Persians? <gasps> Are you kidding me? Yes. The real Persians of LA is like my I'm talking TV. about cats. <laughs> is it really an RPG about Persian cats? I would love that so much. That would be awesome. It would it? go really well with that llama game. Have we talked about your that on the podcast? Yes, we have. Okay. So your girlfriend turns into a Persian cat, and now you must help her get some You're joking. Catnets. Is this really an RPG about Persian no. cats? No. Oh, it's called no, Legends, so much Legends of Persia. <laughs> I would so play an RPG about Persian cats. Actually, I'd watch Anna play an RPG about Persian cats. <laughs> this is a so... Diablo clone. Um, okay. And someone link the llama game for a noodle. She needs it. And you can have companions, it looks like. Okay, whatever. It's a, Yeah, it's a Diablo clone, and uh, check it out. Uh, maybe it'll wait, be wait, good. If it's oh. Legends of Persia, so is it like, um, I'm thinking like what the format, because you need monsters, so it's like a, sort of like an Arabian Nights kind of thing, like old Persian monsters. Well, let me tell you the monsters I'm seeing on the screen right now. Skeletons, okay. skeletons, skeletons. Um, I don't know what those were. Uh, a gate. He's fighting a gate. Uh, more skeletons, um, some undead skeletons. Man, skeletons. Persian mythology doesn't have a lot of monsters, does it? More skeletons. Let's skip ahead here. Um, let's see. He's fighting a big titan guy. Man, the graphics suck on this. Uh, more skeletons. Wait, wait, wait. Is it junky because they focus their money elsewhere, so you're going to get a much better experience over time? Oh, I, I have no way of answering <laughs> that at this time, Manny. <laughs> oh, wait, a demon. Uh, big demon okay. with big wings. More skeleton archers. Uh, <laughs> oh, a flying, a flopping dragon type guy. Yeah. Not, not to, not to berate like I mean old, like all the Persian le- legends and culture, but I think the reason why uh, was a titan. Was it? Uh, remember the, t- the the old Diablo two clone Titanfall? Was it Titan something? <laughs> Titanfall is the new no. game. What's it called? It was Titan something. Titan Quest. Titan Quest, thank you. I think the reason why that worked, because in Western culture in particular, Ooh, everyone, scorpion. Sorry. everyone knows the, all those old you know, Greek stories. You know about the harpies, and you know about Medusa, and her whatever, and you know mm-hmm. about the, the Hydra, and that kind of works. Snake hair? Yeah, snake hair lady. Oh, the Gorgons, that's what they're called. Yeah. But you know you know all that stuff, and I'm thinking, like, based on you, 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 all you see are skeletons and a few demons that don't like jump out at you. So it might yeah, not be as iconic or working. I, I that, honestly but. don't think it's the the source material that's the issue. <laughs> you okay, watch fair the enough. trailer and I think fair you enough, understand. fair enough. Okay, I'm looking too much into this. Zavi <laughs> uh, is pursuing legal action. I, I don't know. I threw this in here because I thought it was fascinating. So some people bought uh, Tearaway, but instead they were sent a uh, PS Vita bundled with Tearaway. Uh, this was uh, from a British company, Zavi, Z A V V I. Uh, they sent them a letter. Please uh, send the. You know we're going to have this be picked up and give it back to you uh, to give to give back to us because we sent you the wrong thing. 
Okay. And some of the customers said they cited the distant selling regulations, a consumer law that entitles those sent unsolicited goods to treat them as an unconditional gift and do with them as you choose. Um, however, Zavi is now warning those who have not arranged a collection time to enforce any and all legal remedies available to us. Uh, they're going to basically sue them for their, the systems back. Um, is yeah. this a major PR thing that they're just going to end up hurting them in the long run? Oh, yeah. I don't know. I just thought it was funny. Because um, Natsume has had an issue with Digital River before. And you may remember that Digital River also had issues fulfilling Nino Kuni collector's editions. So, um, yeah, Digital River has issues sometimes. Well, and this isn't Digital River. No, but I'm telling, I'm getting to that. Part oh, okay, okay, okay. They ended up sending a couple of people their game, even though their order had been canceled. So, yeah, at that point, there's literally nothing we can do. Yeah, could you imagine if Amazon sent a bunch of people, like an extra, like Vita or something, and then Amazon said, we're going to sue your pants off if you to don't get do that back. That would, yeah. Amazon would rather eat that cost in a yes. heartbeat. Yes, in the U.S. for sure. So I don't know how this is going to go down in Britain. Um, I'm curious. Oh, and Chris, I saw some, did you look up on the Amazon drones anything more? What am I doing? Did you look up anything more about those Amazon drones? Uh, no. Um, it sounds like it's more legitimate than I thought it was last week. Aha. Uh-huh. But that's all, beyond that. I said I can't. I can't deal with this, and then I stopped looking into it. Okay. Because I, I again, my assertion is that if you think about the logistics for this, it can't work. You can't hey, do this. Said, people said the same thing to Amazon about sending books, buying books on the internet, and sending it to people. Okay. But the equivalent is making a UPS truck that can handle every simultaneous delivery that's going out in the city a day, right? Hey, I live in Los Angeles. I have Amazon Local Fresh where they give me groceries. I have Sunday delivery, which means I get I get delivery seven days a this week. Is, I can get groceries. How are you going to coordinate the airspace and keep people from getting injured by these things? That's why the FAA, FAA regulations were such a big deal. <laughs> And, and they're going to have to like, go up to like 500 feet and not fall. What if one of them falls, loses fuel, falls on someone's car, causes an accident? I mean, are you kidding me? Ugh, this isn't happening. You're talking about... The, Why are you holding back the future? Chris? Listen, the future, I'm all for this happening like many, many years from now when we have like really good power sources for these things and and ways of we've you already we dealt with off, flying cars so we can deal with flying drones you mean when no we're no problem. longer using like uh battery technology from the 1970s right right yeah like yeah are you talking high-tech f- vision of the future do i see this working in like one of those cities they showed on star wars sure i don't think we have the infrastructure for that right now nor do we have the money to put but, in the, to do you know drones. the argument though is that because we don't have it now no one should even try to start going towards That's it not ever. my argument my argument is not that you shouldn't research it and try it and you know maybe 20 years from now it'll get useful usable but it's i'm saying it's not happening now but I, you know like it's like the people who laughed at the people who want to start the space mining company who are laughing at them, like people like John Stewart, like you would think someone would be open-minded to be that guy, but he's just like making fun of him laughing. You have like real scientists, like people who actually know what they're talking about, like new crash science. We need like, to do space mining eventually. Exactly. So even if it's, even if the people who founded that company won't do it, see it in their lifetime, the fact that they're laying down the foundation and spending money on research grants and developing stuff so we can do it in the future. Well, just I just, like, 
I, I guess I feel like some of that is putting the cart before the horse. Shouldn't we be working on making space travel easier first and then worry about space mining problems? No, because look at by that it hasn't worked the last since last like 50 years. All right. Because if you depend on government funding, it's never going to happen. But if you need to make it a, a like an equitable enterprise, whoa, 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 whoa! Just a fillaboy in the chat room says, "I work for UPS. It won't work." All right, just a fill it. You need to you need to type why it won't work so we can get into this. All right. So 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 you're saying people should work on the space mining stuff so that when the other stuff gets worked out, we're ready to go. I'm saying the fact that you're just putting money into researching like uh, reusable vehicles, reusable fuel, just the fact that you're laying down foundations, making patents, you know, just just trying is better than saying we'll wait until something, somebody does something down the line. <laughs> Noodle's concerned that the four spinning blades could cut your hands off. They'll so probably put she some guards the daily, on it. Yeah. She wants the Daily Show too with uh, Lewis Black. Oh, really? Okay. <laughs> Yeah, but... I, I think you can design around that in particular. <laughs> All I'm saying is this. Did. Amazon has almost unlimited money. If there's anyone who's going to try something crazy, it's going to be these people. And even if all they end up doing is just establishing safe regulations for the FFA for other people to follow down the line once we actually have the technology worked out, at least they were Can you just call it the FFA? The FFA. FAA. Okay. But still, whatever. I'm just saying, as long as that's what I'm saying, man. As long as you can lay down the foundations, get some of this working, have people thinking about it. Even if it fails, the first company to do this stuff oftentimes do a lot of these things often fail. But then they look back like 30 years. You know, we wouldn't be here at all if it wasn't for the guy who made the first video game. What's his name? Bear. What was what was his name? Ralph Bear. First video game dude. This uh, game sucked. I don't know. I I keep thinking of Nolan Bushnell, but that's the Atari guy. So yeah. All I'm saying is, uh, good. Someone made, you know, the first smartphone a long time ago. It was crap, <laughs> but they did the effort. And then Apple said, "Hey, we can do that better." <laughs> well, not all. Well, there's a little fallacy there, and you're assuming that all previous work is always rolled into future work, and that's not always the case. No, but uh, at, fine, fine. But they can see where the other they can people can look back and see where Amazon went wrong and see like, let's not do that. Yeah. Okay. I don't know. I, I just feel like even like people are I getting... think flying Amazon drones is the sort of thing for another country to start. Hey, hey look look at Steam. Steam just released an OS this week. Getting back into news. Yeah. People always say don't try uh why is Steam doing this? They have the money. They can afford to try and fail. So are you, you really compa- comparing releasing a Linux distro to piloting no, automated dr- to delivery story. drones? Transition to a new story. Oh, you're just trying to transition. Okay. Yeah, All right. Sorry. This is the drone cast. I wish it was. <laughs> Watch better show if this was the drone cast. Oh, well, we should start it then next week. Amazon drone cast. Where are my drones this week? Drone weekly. Uh, today in this drone weekly, a, a wedding party uh, yeah, was bombed to death. That's <laughs> better drone. Thanks for tuning the drone cast. Oh, thanks, and thanks for pointing out why you know it's going to be hard to get those regulations passed because people are going to be worried about stealth terrorist drones masquerading as delivery drones. <laughs> and you know I'm right. That will be an argument. So, like a little Amazon, like a, hij- a hijacker, I mean, a terrorist hijacks an Amazon drone and in a little plastic bucket instead instead of your yeah, new copy of Batman it or on Blu-ray, yeah. Yeah. it's a little bomb, and then you just drop it over somebody. <laughs> yep. Or you make you take an actual militarized zone and make it drone and make it look like an Amazon delivery drone. You know what makes me so sad is that um 
Law and Order is no longer in the air because I would love to see the episode where Jack McCoy has to prosecute that case, <laughs> where, <laughs> where a murderer uses an Amazon drone <laughs> to get into court, and Jack's just like, "This is absurd! This is ridiculous!" Amazon, we're suing you. For uh, All right, so our UPS driver says um, UPS can't do this because they're slow at adding anything new. Our tech is old as dirt, and we're not as good with our manpower. But if Amazon does this, yeah, they can pull it off. <laughs> if you make us do it, no. <laughs> All right, uh, I guess this is why Amazon should do this. <laughs> oh, that was so funny. I want my self-driving cars, all right? I want that before the drones. I want lunch. You don't... You... Okay, fine, we'll leave. But I'll just say this really quick. About the tech... <laughs> I'll say this real fast. Random. Uh, I know she wants lunch, but you know the self-driving car thing is that um, people that can get done a lot faster if people weren't so scared of it. So what they have to do is they have to add in those features one by one yeah. in each new generation, the car, new automobile, like the like rear-facing camera, the auto parallel parking... You, you add that little by little by little so people slowly get acclimated to the idea oh, of you man. not having to drive your the car. The idea anymore. of automatic parallel parking just makes me jump up and down inside my head, even though I don't drive. So, it'll happen. It just has to happen very gradually. But that tech is there. I mean, the Google car has a great track record. It's, I think it was only been one accident, and it yeah, was it's because... It's when there was a person driving it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yep. It was literally because the guy who was supposed to be driving it, it was his fault. So... I mean, the Google car works, but you, to conv- and there would be less accidents. The, world, the roads would be safer if nobody had to drive, if it was all done by computers. But you got to get there slowly. And look at Google. People said that was a ridiculous thing, but they laid a lot of foundational groundwork that can be used in the future. And they helped pass a lot of laws about this stuff. So, yep. um, RPGs but are I, great. See, I think it's completely – I don't think it's the same thing because I think working on the self-driving cars thing is a completely reasonable thing to be working on right now. I okay. think space mining might be a bit ahead of where our focus should be for getting us into space and mining. I think. Hey, but remember, you have to solve problems along the way before you can get to the mining. Like I, I like that people are spending billions of dollars just trying to get the reusable uh, space vehicle part. Okay, down. all right. You didn't tell me they're working on the vehicles. All right, never mind. They're all doing right. yeah. They're doing every step of the process. Great then. All right. The Witch and the Hundred Knights is coming to PS3 on March 25th, 2014. Oh, noodles. Oh, sorry. Yes, don't. Let's not look at that. <laughs> I just love that, the episode of or SVU where someone gets molested by a drone. <laughs> what? what does that even mean? No, because, you know, if Law Order SVU did the episode about the episode. on the drone, air now. <laughs> the drone would have molested somebody. I think the drone gets molested, honestly, by a terrorist drone and then. You know, you have this fight between the manufacturers. Show us on the blueprint where the bad drone touched you. That's right. Pillars of Eternity. Oh, we talked about that already. Final Fantasy V has a release now on the Vita. Um, I guess they just finally approved it for Vita or something like that. Yeah, that's what it looks like. So you Oh, I forgot your... to mention that I'm now playing. Yeah. I'm playing it on the... Oh, you're playing the iOS version. Yeah, I'm actually playing two things on the iPad right now. So I'm playing Final Fantasy V on the iPad, and I don't. I I know people hate the new sprites, and I really don't mind them. I actually quite like it. And I'm also playing Pixlogia. Okay, guys, check this one out. So it is a Japanese-only game that is in the U.S. iTunes Store. Now, for the most part, you can play it without knowing much Japanese. Although I'm currently stuck because I don't know how to get the materials I need to evolve. Anyways. Um, it plays sort of like the Puzzle and Dragon-esque game where you have enemies at the top 
and a puzzle you need to do at the bottom. Except instead of being like a match three game, it's a pictogram. It's a Picross. And it's a little five by five grid and you're just having to fill it out as fast as possible. If you make a mistake, that character gets stunned for a turn. And then beyond that, um, there's a whole bunch of currency you need to save up like orbs and gill. And there are daily puzzles that are 10 by 10 grids that you can do for each class you have unlocked. And so to unlock classes, you have two ways to do it. You can do a free pull every four hours or you can pay for a pull as often as you want. So yeah, it's different. It's interesting. I wish I knew Japanese. You know, uh, if you use coupon code RPGamer on rosettastone.com, you can save up to 15% on your purchase of a language lesson pack of Japanese 1 through Japanese 5. Not true at all. We should totally do that, though. All right. World of Warcraft. I see some of the worst podcasts now have advertisers. When are we going to get some of that sweet, sweet advertising money? I'm so upset that Giant Bomb has Stamps.com as an advertiser because I hate Stamps.com because of, well... The stuff that happened with my account a while back. Um, yeah, but that wasn't their fault. It was the same password as your PSN account. It doesn't matter. I don't like the way they handled it. Their oh. customer service and how they respond to a customer's account getting hacked was completely wrong in my opinion. Let me guess. They asked gotcha. you to buy some stamps and then send a letter in? No, they, they punted on the whole issue and made me deal with my credit card company only. And Ooh, I, I don't like that. That's lame. I don't like that. Um, yeah, but whatever. Anyway. Uh, here's what you can buy. World of Warcraft now is a store. Is, yeah. is the long and short of it. And you know what you can buy in it? The st- same stuff you could already buy in the game. So they've added nothing new. There's no free-to-play experience type items. It's just a digital storefront, basically. Where you can buy game time, and you can buy like digital copies of other some of their other games. And some pets. And, uh, and uh, mounts, right? Yes, that's right. Pets and mounts. So, there you go. Uh, Square Enix. So here we go. Uh, the they have a recently released Christmas album with a song from an un, as of unyet released game, unreleased game, and the official page for the collections to men, has a mention of Seiken Densetsu, which is the Japanese name for the Mana series. It's labeled as Future Project. So it sounds like they have a game, a song on the Christmas album that just recently came out. From an unreleased mana title. So take from that what you will. Um, the only thing I can tell you for sure is that it will probably suck because they haven't made any good mana games since the third one. Right? No, nah, not everyone agrees with me on that. Whatever. Uh, let's see. We already talked about this. Lightning Returns has a collector's edition exclusively available through the Square Enix store. What do you get in your collector's edition? Well, you get a collectible box. You get the game. Woo-hoo! Woo-hoo! You get an art book, hard-covered art book, um, but I don't think oh, it's big. Chris, it's get small. to the good stuff. Get to the and good stuff. a pocket watch. I a don't understand the significance pocket of the pocket watch. Well, oh, it's because a time they said, travel game, right? Uh, <laughs> so they, I think the quote was like, we want you to have, ti- have time in your hand, mm-hmm. give you a physical wow. grasp on time. Wow. Also, you get a DLC code for Eris's outfit from Final Fantasy VII. So you can dress uh, Lightning up as Aerith. There you go. Uh, it's eighty nine ninety nine 
Um, I'm tempted to get it because of the pocket watch, but then at the same time, I haven't finished 13.2, so I'm not pre-ordering it. Wait, wait, so. Chris, 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 Chris. Yeah. Chris. Why would you ever spend extra money on a pocket watch when you know you're going to buy an Apple watch next year? That's a thing? Yeah. Mm. Well, you. Oh, come on. You of all people know about the iWatch. I do not know about the iWatch. I, I, I don't understand. I thought because you Because I stopped Mac- watching MacBreak Weekly. All right. So you actually never heard of the iWatch? No. The Apple smartwatch initiative? That's I, I've heard of rumors about there being a smartwatch being worked on, but that's all it. Right. Nothing Come recent. On. All right, then. So there'll be... Why would I want a watch? Everyone stopped wearing watches because they why had the Why would you want a tablet device? No, 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 no. Don't. That is not the same argument you know. <laughs> we had watches already, and we chose to stop using them when our phones got good. So why would we go back to wearing them yeah, you have to unless reach we're getting your pants rid of our phones? Every single time you get a message, that's stupid. Why would I want to reach in my pants? That's so far away. Oh, okay. All right. All right. All right. Um. I no, you're you're winning me over, Manny. <laughs> Actually, I can handle this. All right. So I don't have to take my phone out and interrupt anything. Yeah, and then you just talk to Siri, and she'll be like, "Well, not even Siri. Just be like, you get a text message from Anna. It shows up in your little your right. Dick Tracy. When can I pre-order watch. this? <laughs> I'm on board. You got me. <laughs> um, if speaking of Apple stuff, I have a little bit of a new story. Yeah, you guys what is it? Quick tour. So, uh, this was just released on December 10th, but you can get Pokemon Fire Red and Pokemon Leaf Green's full soundtrack on iTunes right now for twelve dollars. Nice. So, uh, basic. Uh, the basic new story is uh, Fire Red Leaf Green is on the soundtrack is out now, and they plan on releasing like the rest of the games. Wasn't X and Y's soundtrack also $12 for like 300 tracks or something? Yeah, yeah. Um, X, and, X and Y is out already on iTunes, and um, they plan on releasing like basically every other Pokemon soundtrack on iTunes next That's year. Great. And let me see, how many tracks are in the Fire Red and Leaf Green? There are 90 tracks in Fire Red and Leaf Green soundtrack. Okay, so you like Fallout, right, Manny? I do. Are you ready for Fallout 4, which is apparently set in Boston? I thought we knew this like two years ago. Um. Well, that's a good point, but now we have more rumors about it. Okay. <laughs> more documents. Okay, so the, the the initial rumor about it taking place in the Commonwealth with all the androids and in Boston turned out to be looking to be more true because we saw some voice actor listings. I don't know. This is The documents came out that says the script stuff, the narration yes. script and stuff like that. Um, and says, yeah, Commonwealth Minutemen, a fusion core is in this very building. So, yeah, so lots of hints drop that it's in Boston and that it's for Fallout 4. Okay. Well, so basically the basic rumor has been a little bit more confirmed. Yeah. So who cares? <laughs> it's like, I, I'm not – I'm at a point in my life where I don't care about rumors like these anymore. Um, I you used know, to. Like, it's like when people freak out. I, I, it's the same reason why CG trailers don't do anything for me. Because you're not showing me the game, and yeah. I already knew you were making a new Call of Duty, Battlefield, Halo. Because of course you are. Why wouldn't you be making a new one? You know what I mean? Yeah. We all know they've been. Wor- I mean, Fallout Four has probably been in pre-production since before Skyrim even finished. You're probably right. <laughs> and we all know they're making a Fallout 4 because Fallout 3 made so much money and mm. they make only like two games at this point. Why wouldn't they make a new one? Yeah. So I can care less until you actually show me what's new. Other what's... things that we knew that existed before they were announced, like the Reaper of Souls expansion for Diablo 3, has yeah. entered closed beta. Yeah. 
Going strong. Um, it was in friends and family. Now it's in closed beta. Next would be open beta, one would presume. Yeah. Hopefully it'll and be it... out by uh, April time next year. Yeah. March, April. Seems like it's a pretty quick turnaround. I hope so. Um, I'm not in the beta yet, so I still has a sad about that. Infinity Blade 3 is getting a big old update that's adding lots of stuff. If you're an Infinity Blade 3 player, check that out. And finally, what's going on with this? Firefly Online. There's a Firefly be... Mobile? It's what it looks like. Firefly Online, an online role-playing game based on the cult Joss Whedon television series, is slated for release in summer of 2014, according to io9. Uh, who's on? You know, this sounds like this sounds like a browser-based game. It's a Windows and Mac release from okay. QMXI and Sparkplug Games. You will take on the role of a captain, recruit ship crew while leading missions and trading with other users online. I think there's a reason why this was covered on io9 and not a lot of other sites. Because at this point, Fire, if you're into Firefly, you're an you're an older, mm-hmm. but very much hardcore sci-fi nerd. And um, it was previously announced for iOS and Android, actually. Huh. So I don't know what that means. So this is this is this is a thing. So there you go. Uh, don't get me wrong, Firefly's great though, but like yeah. that show's old. Yeah, I know. <laughs> so I just wondering like how much cachet is like, it gonna have? It'd be like having a Farscape game now. <laughs> hey, don't I would love a Farscape game. Don't All get right. me wrong. <laughs> don't get me wrong, but it's like I'm thinking like who's gonna get this other than me and like five other nerds? Well Star Trek's pretty old now and that, that oh, is an yeah. MMO. But they have new they have new movies coming all the time, right? Um, what's the latest new? Oh yeah, the new new movies, but they're yeah. not even related to this to the, to <laughs> hey, the but MMO. Also branded. You know what? I would really love though. No lie, Babylon Five game. Ooh, that would that be, would cool. be cool. Yeah, would love a Babylon Five game. Just something to explore the world. Uh, some of the things they didn't get a chance to explore. Yeah. Who oh. who made Firefly again? Josh Whedon. Yeah, that's it. And he went on to make a whole bunch of other awesome stuff, right? Yeah, I think he did the Avengers, right? The Avengers. So yeah. is Firefly based on Serenity or is Serenity based on Firefly? Serenity is a movie follow-up to Firefly. Thank you. Or is it a yeah. prequel? I don't know. Which, Whatever. which was a massive failure in theaters, even yeah. though it was a really good movie. Yeah. Really? Because nobody watched Firefly, so they didn't go to watch the movie. <laughs> <laughs> nobody was surprised by this. <laughs> It is, I'm surprised Fire Serenity actually got as much money as it did because yeah. it's a really well-produced movie. All oh, right. but speaking of us yeah. sci-fi, uh, fantasy genres, like the big ones, you guys know Knights of the Old Republic? Yes. Remember I have it on that? my iPad and I still haven't played it. Well, well, good. it's a good thing you didn't play it because oh. next week it's getting a massive update. Wait, but I have an iPad 3. Oh. I'm not going to get any of those benefits. Well, let me tell people what the benefits are. All right, what are they? Okay, so Aspire Media, the Mac porting house, who uh, who did like all the recent stuff like Borderlands and Bioshock Infinite, um, they ported Knights of the Old Republic to the iPad, and it was a pretty solid release, really good handled controls, nice visuals, everything. They're going back, and next week there's going to be a big update that's going to add, um, it's going to improve, okay, let me see, here we go. This update takes advantage of uh, retina displays with improved visuals, bloom lighting on A7 models, shadows, and widescreen support. The widescreen support is important because it's also coming to iPhones. Nice. So if you have an iPhone, you can play Knights of the Old Republic on there. Uh, They say to support the wider resolution, the user interface has been tweaked to take advantage of the larger screen space. So they're fixing up the UI on both the iPad and the iPhone version. And they're also adding um, made-for-iPhone controller support. So, you know, Apple has uh, new integrated controller APIs. So if you have a made-for-iPhone controller that supports those APIs, you can 
use a uh, you can use it on Kotor. And that should be out next week. So basically, Wait, new higher res graphics. Where do I get one of these controllers? Uh, they're trickling out right now. So what do I look for when I'm buying one? MFI on the box. MFI. Made, made for, for iPhone. Oh. Yeah. Or made for iOS. Yeah. They were announced at last year's WWDC. I know, they- oh, I know that, but I haven't seen an actual controller come out that does it. Really? Yeah. You haven't they- been following the Mutaki Twitter then because I've been posting pictures of them. What? I'm going to look at the Muteki Twitter right now. Oh, uh, so for people who don't know, like, notice to the older public, the uh, the resolution, it looked pretty good because they basically just took the Xbox game and they put it on an iPad at, like, whatever resolution. So it wasn't as, it was basically, it looked exactly like it would on an Xbox, but scaled up. So it wasn't, like, high-res graphics, but it, they did really well, you know, given what it was. So now they're going to actually go in there and make it much better, which is great. And uh, I hope the UI was pretty solid. I mean... Because they had to design that UI for a controller on the Xbox, it was like lots of easy buttons, a lot of easy stuff to move through. But it definitely could have used like a, some more touchscreen specific stuff, like maybe pinching and zooming, or uh, easier button presses, or just like less going into sub menus. So if they fix a lot of those things up, this is really going to be like the definitive version of Knights of the Old Republic. So cool. See, at this point now, I feel like I don't even really want an iPad anymore. Just give me. Just give me like an iPhone with a larger screen, and I'll just walk around with San Andreas and Knights of the Old Republic and uh, FTL Advanced Edition, and that's all I need. Like a big so phone. Good. Don't you just want an iPad Mini then? Uh, slightly smaller, so I could put it in my pocket. Okay. So you want you want a Note two, but an iPhone. Uh, slightly smaller. So you want a Note, <laughs> but an iPhone. Uh, slightly smaller, so I can put it in my pocket. Jeez, how many screen sizes does Samsung have? All of them. Right. Yeah. Um, oh, I got my Circle Pad Pro for my 3DS XL. How's it working for you? I, I don't know. I haven't used it yet. But I've, I stuck it on there, and it's like it feels all right. It makes things heavier, but um, it's got a nice uh, contour design for it. So I can't wait. When, uh, I'm still I'm still working on finishing up Etrian Odyssey 4. Like That's the other thing I've been playing this week. It's just Etrian Odyssey 4, trying to finish it up. It gets so hard at the end. Um, and... I, uh, what was I going to say? Oh, yeah, and then I'm going to jump into Monster Hunter, and I will try out the, the, the extra circle pad on it, so. All right, uh, I think we're going to wrap up, and I'm going to look for these iOS controllers, because. They're not that great yet. They're, they're, uh, I think you should maybe wait till next, like, WWDC. By then, they should be much better. Well, Apple's store doesn't even have them on their website, so. Yeah, there's, like, only, like, three people released them, and the first one that came out was garbage. Like right. Polygon did a review on it. May Iowa uh, MFI controller on Amazon. Uh, oh no, MFI means something else apparently too. Um, Man, I'm telling you, I'm ready for Apple to release a bigger, like at least as big as the Sam as the Galaxy Note, uh, not Galaxy Note, Galaxy, the S3. Oh, the Duo Gamer for iPad, iPhone, and iPod Touch, marked down to six dollars. I don't think that's made for iPhone. No. Oh, it's a Bluetooth controller. Okay. And I know people are wondering when is like Kotor going to come to uh, Android. I don't know if it necessarily will because Aspire's entire experience and history is all Apple stuff because they're a Mac porting house. They port games to the Mac platform. So if if they maybe hire some Android people, you might see it there eventually. But I don't think they just have that experience, to be honest. And speaking of which, Anna, maybe you can help me out. 
Um, so when can I play uh, Torchlight 2 on my Mac? Who the hell knows? I haven't been to their forums in over a year. <laughs> Remember the, all the stuff in their stuff? Quick yeah. turnaround? Yep. Like two months, it'll be out. Wow. Year and a half later. Yep. <laughs> oh, by the way, when's the MMO coming out? Yeah, they're not doing the MMO anymore. So what are they working on? Who the hell knows? But I thought the whole reason why that Chinese company bought them was so that they could... Uh... Perfect World? Yeah, so it's they could Korean. hop on. Perfect World's Korean? Yeah. Huh. Okay. Go fig. Racist. You know, in honor of Perfect World, I'm going to go to Koreatown and get some... Get some pho. Mm, I miss I know, that's, that's a Vietnamese food. It was a joke. <laughs> For people who know Asian foods. All right, so it looks like the controller, the Logitech PowerShell is out, but that's 100 bucks. Yeah. And the other one's the Moga Ace Power, but that's I remember that one is not good. On the upside, Chris, when you do get it, Dragon Fantasy Book 2 will support it. Well, you say you have pictures on your thing, but you don't, actually. I, I just looked. Um, They're a couple weeks old. Though It's the one with the bird sitting on it. No, there's bird no not picture. included. There's no picture in that post, Anna. Yes, there is. I'm looking at it. Pound Dragon Fantasy Book 1 will shortly support the iOS controller. Parrot not included. No picture. Seriously? So, seriously. seriously. It came up originally. I don't know what the hell <laughs> happened. I don't, I'm don't. i on the new Twitter, so maybe that's part of it. Yeah, it could um, be. Do so, you have questionable media hidden? Or do you have show all media on? I don't even know where that's set. Um, I don't Here, remember either. So any questions of the week before we go? Questions for peoples? Yeah. What? Uh, no. Okay, next week we'll be flying uh, to Florida. Okay. So I think this is going to be like our last show of the year. Really? Yeah. So when we come back, we're going to want what you got for Christmas. Yeah. So you should be, things you should be sending us over the break is what you got for Christmas, what uh, you're playing over the break that was like a nice surprise that you didn't expect and you're glad you decided to try it over the break, um, stuff like that. Okay, so there's no podcast on the 21st of December and no the 28th. No podcast on the 28th. No podcast on the 21st or the 28th. Or right. the 4th, because we're there. That's three weeks, Anna. Yep. We might work something out. Yeah. Right. So right now, we're not scheduling a podcast. Um, we'll be in Florida. It'd be very hard to do one. Um, I don't know even if I'm going to have any sort of... Com- um, or flip. We're visiting family in Florida, Noodle. That's where we're going. Um, my family and my wife's family. So... So if we are able to pull something together, awesome. But I don't know that we right. will. So let me just just to give people a heads up. So the earliest they might expect the podcast is what? Well, we the eleventh. Well, we could the, do one right when we got back, Anna. Like yeah. that Monday night. Yeah, maybe. Unless we've got uh, a, a small. We group usually on have that. Bible study on Mondays. Even even then. Mm. Wow. They, All right. So everyone, letting you know now. So. Tentatively, the next podcast will be on the 11th, maybe earlier if they can pull something together. Yep. So January 11th, expect the next podcast unless something can get pulled together for a few days earlier. Than Man, that. that's a long time. I hope we can do something sooner. Oh, all the same, though. Don't give people false hope. So let's just yeah. say 11th for now. Uh, if we're really smart, we'll do it on Friday night this week and get you one before we go. But I don't. I can't promise that yet. So we'll see. Yeah. So we, I guess we're not talking about best of the year or anything like that? Since uh, we will do a... We always do our best of show in January. Well, what do you mean? What 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 sort of talking do you want to do, Manny? Oh, I was just wondering, like, any last thoughts of the year? Gaming? Nothing? Quick before we go? Any there favorites There were too many games I put on my Christmas list that I wanted to play two months ago. Well, you played Zelda, though. 
Yeah, that was because I the forgot. Year? Game of the year? Uh, close, if not. Well, what else would you put rank above it? Name 10 games better than Legend of Zelda <laughs> Link Between. <laughs> better? None. No, none. Okay, so it's the game of the year then. Yeah, sure. All right. <laughs> well, that's how that works, Anna. <laughs> uh, I'm going to be, hopefully in these next three weeks, I can play so much Skyrim. All of the Skyrim. <laughs> All of the Skyrims. That, that's what I'm sad about with these trips that I take over Christmas is I can't play any of my cool PC games. You got to get a gaming thing. PC from Alienware that glows in the dark. Um, yeah, but we still need a laptop. So they have laptops. That's that what he's dark? talking about is a laptop. Oh, okay. I think. Yeah, they have like an 11 inch. They still make the 11 inch MX11. Hmm. Anyway. All right. So cool. Anybody send us your Christmas stuff, which you played over the Christmas break. Blah, blah, blah. Oh, Kevin says Manny Noodle and I should do a podcast next Saturday. Let's do it, Kevin. You know, it's really sad, this iOS one, this these controllers, that the MOGA sucks because it has a lot more features than the iOS one does for, like, the same price. It's well, really sad. I talked to a guy at E3 uh, right after, like, because, you know, they had WDC, WWDC the same day as E3, basically. And yeah. I was just walking by his booth, and he was, like, he was all sad in the corner because he had all these, like, he had this iPhone game controller. And I asked him, so what do you think about the news? And he just had, like, this sort of, like, forlorn look on his face. And he sort of shrugged. He's like, well, we've been trying to work with Apple about this for years, and they do things their own way. So <laughs> <laughs> Apple really just, I, I, I don't understand what they did with it. You know, we don't, we don't even talk about this. Thanks, everybody, for watching this week. See you next year. See you, See next you in 2011. Year, maybe sooner. In 2014. 2014. Right. Oh, wait, wait. Let me be like um, everyone else. See you in 2014. Ugh. Bye. That's terrible. Ugh, I have sweet terrible. dreams of Bieber singing that to you about the hobby. No, no. You know what? If you don't stop dreaming of Bieber, I'm going to go back to Canada. Sounds Are we talking about Bieber? Is this like an 80s movie when you get some Bieber? Bieber. Like, no, no, like an 80s like sex comedy. Sex role. Talk about Bieber all the time. The cat is snuggling on the router. All right, bye everybody. Bye everybody. Team was great. Bye. See you bye. next year. Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye.